I decided to do an impromptu stream. I couldn't help myself, really. I should be playing Street Fighter VI right now, but instead, um, somebody, thanks to, actually, I mean, I'm glad they sent it, but uh, Tam, one of my main moderators, sent to me the live video that was ongoing at the time of Shank Yuger of the Young Turks debating Destiny, and then they started discussing the issue of Kyle Rittenhouse. So as you can imagine, I needed to jump in because there is no freaking way I'm going to let this go. I had originally thought about maybe doing something more precise, but I found it to be really hard to find any of the links that I wanted for uh, um, anything the Young Turks related. If you search his name, the Young Turks channel comes up. None of their detractors do. So it was hard for me to find the stuff that I was looking for. So anyway, um, this was a bit impromptu. Give me a moment to share the link, and we'll get started. You're listening to V Radio. So <laughs> um, it's now like what? Fucking midnight, I guess. Young Turks is live at the moment, from what I understand. So give me just a moment to throw this channel, or rather this stream in a few places, and then we will get started. In the meantime, don't forget, we're going to be doing, ironically, a gun control show on my uh, new partnership show with Liberty Unleashed. You won't have to go anywhere else to watch it, although. I would like for you to um, subscribe to his channel if you haven't already. And I'll, I'll put links to it if you guys haven't already. But I just had to respond to this because it was driving me crazy. But I have to say, one of the things that's kind of disturbing about this is that people still are saying, like, because I was in the chat room while this was going on, and there are still people saying stuff that was disproven a really long time ago. And, and they're still just letting it go. And I, I, for one thing, I, I guess I've never hung around with Young Turks fans before, but I don't know if they're paid to do it or what, but like, um, they, uh, they're very loyal and they were just spitting out talking points. Um, overall, I think that Destiny did a fantastic job of dismantling Chank Uger. I would love to debate somebody like this, honestly, on this topic. I don't think anybody ever will, but, um, I think that it, it is a testament, however, that his viewers, meaning Chanks, because I was in their chat, are still so completely clueless about what took place. And, and that was kind of what Destiny is going to bring up, and we're going to go over some of that. It's just his responsibility as far as, like, meaning Chanks' responsibility for the rhetoric, you know, and he says he doesn't dial back any of it. You know, and we're going to get into that in a moment. But in any case... Thanks for tuning in tonight, guys. This is a little impromptu. I do have some links ready, you know, but it'll still be a little rough. Um, there we go. All right, awkwardness over. Let me take a look and see how many of you managed to make your way over here. I know there are other streams that we watch that people are probably watching right now. Oh, I have 15. That's not so bad. Okay, so let's begin. See here. No, I don't want to do that. You can see how prepared I was, right? Okay. So we're gonna start with let's see this one. All right, so this is gonna start right when this topic is about to come up. And um, if I have to adjust it a little bit, I will, but I'm pretty sure it's right at the spot it needs to be. Thanks again, folks, for tuning in. 
let's play this and listen to the insanity compromising on what's the policy what's the position what what are we going for so it's not just a blanket statement of okay get rid of further. them or don't get man we had curious as was uh like I feel like when I watched the Young Turks and a lot of other people, there were a lot of views. Oh, I'm over curious, here. as your um, this was like a this was like a major litmus test, I think, for a lot of like media coverage was uh, like the Rittenhouse stuff. Um, do you do you do you still stand by? Do you feel like I feel like when I watched the Young Turks and a lot of other people, there were a lot of insane statements coming out about how like conservatives love to kill people. Conservatives are always looking to kill people. They can't wait to kill. They're constantly looking to kill people, get away from it. Like, do you think that like this type of rhetoric or this discussion around uh, what were like largely violent riots that were largely- Yes, largely violent riots, violent riots. So to go to specifically to what um, Destiny is referring to here, I actually pull it up. So give me a second to go ahead and transition what I'm sharing. But um, there, there were a lot of rants that were just ridiculously unhinged um, from Shank Uger in particular on this topic. And we're going to show one of them that Tam thankfully was able nice enough to uh, find. Um, let me find it real quick. Oh yeah, here it is. <laughs> this is right after Kyle was found not guilty. In the streets because a maniac was running around with an AR-15 shooting anything that he perceived to be a threat after he started uh, going in there, in my opinion, with the confrontation of bringing in weapons to a protest in the first place. Oh, wait a second. I think I have footage of what he's discussing. Give me just a second, guys. I think I know what he's talking about. He must be talking about this video that I have. Probably not, but you know, um, yeah. Let's have a look. He must be talking about this one. That doesn't look like Kyle Rittenhouse. Gage Grosskreutz is somewhere in this crowd, by the way. I'm not doing it. Ten four on gas. We got gas. So you said you're a bunch of cowards? So he, he goes and stands in front of the door of the Bearcat with his AR-15 at low ready. Like, what are you going to do when the cops come out? Are you going to shoot him? Like, like, what was your plan exactly? Like, and, and this was not this was not one of the Kenosha Guard. This was before they even arrived, right? 
crazy people with AR-15s. The reality that there were two people with AR-15s on the BLM Antifa side never gets any media coverage at all. That this video doesn't exist. And I want to play it to its conclusion because it just gets worse. Watch. When it plays. That would be the sound of an AR-15 being fired at police. Now they're pussies. But yeah, I'm sure they weren't talking about that AR-15. You know, that would have... I doubt Shank even knows anything about that AR-15. So we're going to move on um, back to the debate. Again, this is a little clunky because i got to stop my screen sharing, but y'all can be, you know... You can be patient. Patient. Okay, here we go. Back to insanity. Largely spurred, I think, by like bad media coverage of the um, of the uh, uh, the original Kenosha shooting of um, oh God, what was the name of the guy? Um, they got shot in the back several like. times. Yeah, yeah. It, it like the the whole Rittenhouse saga to me was Jacob Blake gets shot, and there's bad coverage in the media about it, making it seem like he was just an innocent guy getting in the car to drive away, and then riots happen in Kenosha. They get bad media coverage. You've got the CNN, uh, the infamous CNN coverage of, you know, fiery protests, but mostly peaceful in the background. Um, then you've got Rittenhouse, you know, goes does his thing. And then we get more bad coverage of that, in my opinion. I think a lot of the facts get misrepresented there in a lot of left-leaning media. And it just feels like we're on this never-ending train of stoking the fires of resentment, hatred, on top of misinformation and bad claims. And then at the end of the day, we all walk away feeling like we've done something good when we're just like kind of like preaching basically misinformation to the audience and everything. Yeah. So, no, I, I don't... Uh back away from anything I said. Uh, so, um, but- He doesn't back away from anything he said. Anything. Nothing he said? Well, that's what he just said. He just said that, and this was this is recent, that they just released this. So why don't we have a look at what he said? Like, this is, again, this is just the one clip I could find. I was originally gonna make like a documentary style, you know, analysis breakdown video of this, but I, I guess I'm frustrated trying to find any of the Young Turks clips where they lose their freaking minds. Um, because again, if you do the search, even through Google or through YouTube, all you get is positive videos from the Young Turks. The algorithm loves them. No actual justice warrior criticisms, of course, none of mine. N nobody who criticizes them gets any attention on the algorithm at all. So it was very hard to find, and, and I just didn't have the energy. So I'm going to go ahead and go back to, you know, what it is. So what is it that was said? It, this is going to be exactly what Destiny characterized it as. Right. So now that leads us to two other things. Um, just let me dispense with this real quick. The mom is the world's worst parent. She drove a 17 year old with an AR 15 into what she perceived to be a dangerous riot. Mm -hmm. Oh, you want to go into it in the middle of a dangerous riot? My 17 year old. Oh, my fucking God. Really? So you don't look, you don't take anything back, Shank. You don't take any of it back? Because this was disproven like. What, years ago?
at this point, right? This is just a perfect example of the Young Turks doing absolutely horrible quote unquote journalism. Seriously. Like, and because it was already disproven long ago that Wendy Rittenhouse did not, in fact, drive Kyle. Like, I mean, I've got a link for it if you guys want to see it. I just realize this is kind of like dumb, but like, there were several articles on this topic. Wendy Rittenhouse never drove Kyle, and they already knew this. Nor did he have the gun on him when he was driving there. But again, he doesn't take anything back he said. Let's continue. Oh, son, here, I'll drive you across state lines to do it. Oh, here's an AR-15, so in case a butterfly floats by, you just murder everyone, okay? I'm sorry, kill everyone, mm -hmm. okay? So these are the ridiculous unhinged takes that Destiny was just calling him out for. She is a despicable parent. Yeah. No sane parent would ever do that. But the right wing in this country is crazed. They're crazed. They can't wait to shoot people, which leads me to the biggest culprits of all. The Rittenhouse fans. So this is exactly what Destiny was saying. The right wing is so crazed. They're crazed. They just can't wait to kill people. And Schenk is just kind of nodding his head like, yeah, that's what I said. And then he said he doesn't take it back or, or whatever, right? This is after his horrible mischaracterization of Wendy. And this is all them melting down because Kyle was found innocent, by the way. So this is the rhetoric that went into it. And, and, and this is what, you know, why Destiny is like, do you think maybe you should have done that a little differently? It, it's journalism like his that led to so much of this crap. Let's listen to a little more of it. Or supporters. Yes, that includes all of them. All of the, the Alex Jones, the Tim Pools, the Joe Rogans, the millions of crazed Rambo wannabe right-wingers in this country who are like, oh yeah, hey, why don't I just bring weapons? Oh, oh, oh self-defense, murder, 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 murder. They just want to kill. So they go into the middle of protests with these goddamn weapons, looking to pick a fight, and then the minute Rittenhouse actually shoots these people, they're ecstatic. They love that he killed them. They love that he killed them. That's why they're his fans. What is there to be a fan of? If the shoe's on the other foot and some guy goes into the middle of a right-wing protest with an AR-15 and he's progressive, mm -hmm. and he goes, oh, well, they provoked me. Somebody threw a plastic bag, the other one did a skateboard, so I killed him. I don't become a fan of that guy. Yeah. I don't become a fan of that guy. I say that's insane to go in the middle of a protest with an AR-15 looking to pick a fight so you can kill people. But the right wing in this country is... Why would anybody think to be armed? Why would anybody bring an AR-15 to a protest? Why don't you ask those two shitheads who just shot at a police bearcat the night before Kyle got there? Well, that's right. You're too busy trying to help them cover up for the fiery but most mostly peaceful protests. I, I just... Oh, my God. You, you know... Put me on the air with this moron for 10 minutes in a situation where he's not allowed to mute me and he can't get away. Give me, give me more than 10, though. I want like at least a half hour. I'll have him crying. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Steeped in violence. They're soaked in blood and they can't wait to kill. So, guys, America, <laughs> wait, wait, I, I hate to say it because I leave blood. I'm a fan of that guy. Yeah. I don't become a fan of that guy. I say that's insane to go in the middle of a, a protest with an AR-15 looking to pick a fight so you can kill people. But the right wing in this country is steeped in violence. They're soaked in blood and they can't wait to kill. So guys, America, I hate to say it because I love this country. They're steeped in violence, soaked in blood.
but who did 600 riots? It wasn't the right wing. 600 riots in a single year. But America has now become a super scary place where people are constantly killing each other and getting away with it. Yeah, they all live in Chicago. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Um, let's get back to uh, their video, and then I got some else to show you. So. Oh, look. Yay. I got somebody. My single Twitch fan. <laughs> oh, wait. No, there's another one. Yay. <laughs> Lady Didi, hi there. Um, yep, I got two people on Twitch then. Let me see what I got here. Um, nope, actually just one person on Twitch because Liquidator actually came over to uh, YouTube this time. So, yes, it's great to have you catching me live. Yay. I don't know how long I'm going to last on Twitch. We'll see. Um, just make sure that if you were watching me on Twitch that you also come in, uh, you know, over to YouTube and Rumble and the other places that I am so that you don't miss my stuff. You know, but anyway, let's get back to his debate because he's going to say more stuff that I'm going to have to kind of counter again. Again, I'm not a standard leftist, right? So it's, and you're not either, right? Uh -huh. You're not a standard anything, right? So for example, you you, you know you support a Democrat and the what I would call the establishment Democrats, but you have this Rittenhouse opinion, which is a little out of left field, right? Uh, or maybe right field. Uh, and so that and I no, no, Shake, no, no, this is bullshit. This is not a left or right issue. It's really not. It shouldn't be at all. I voted for Bernie Sanders just like you, 16 and 20. The way you're characterizing what happened here is not what fucking happened. It's not. It, it, so now you're telling him, you know, your opinion. No, it's the facts. The facts. The facts you don't like. The facts that are not, you know, friendly to you. But they're still the facts. I, like I said at the beginning, I respect you for that. That's genuine. It's it's unique, etc. Right. So on on Rittenhouse, yeah, there's absolutely no reason to go with a weapon uh, to that protest um, or or riot. Like if you're right, and it's a you're right. There's no reason to go to to the protest with a gun, provided that the the rioters themselves are not armed, right? And they were, Shank. They were, and they weren't peaceful either. As I just demonstrated, two idiots with AR-15s shooting at a police bearcat. Why would anybody want to be armed in that situation? I can tell you for goddamn sure, I'm not going to be unarmed in that situation. And they're calling the cops cowards. But if the cops came out of that bearcat with their AR-15s at the ready, there'd be a whole lot of dead protesters. Nothing else. So anyway. A terrible riot, and in a lot of ways that it was. So what I, it's like, so I wouldn't have put up the. No, no, in all the ways it was, there was nothing more to this other than it being a terrible riot. Iran saying peaceful protests as the fires are going on in the back. No, of course there was some uh, vandalism. There was danger. Not, not some, a lot, many fires. There's no question about that, right? You can't deny reality. Now. Why would I grab a weapon and go in the middle of that? It doesn't make any sense. It's not even his community. Do you, so, so the obvious, well, I mean, it was his community, but like the obvious comparison would be like the rooftop Koreans during like the Rodney King riots in LA 
Like, do you think that nobody, does anybody in the United States have any sort of moral right to defend communities that feel attached to? Or do you think that's no, just something no, no, that... No, 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 Stephen. So I, I, I think it's, those are two very, very different things. Look, you got a store you worked your ass off for. My dad's an immigrant. Uh, he worked his ass off. He uh, built his own business brick by brick. And you want to protect that. I hear you, brothers and sisters. Okay, I got you. And, and, and these days there's a lot of crime. You want to protect your family? Absolutely, I get it, okay? But he didn't live there. I mean, they crossed state lines. He I was, was, just real quick, because I lived in Nebraska. He crossed, it was a 15-minute drive. He lived like 15 minutes away. And when we, when you live in, I lived in Omaha. There's a lot of towns that you drive out to that you're like part of those communities. A lot of people in Council Bluffs go to. Why? Because like, he, why he, go there? Well, why? I mean, like, people don't talk about it, but like, um, I, like the day before the Rittenhouse thing happened, there was that older guy, Robert Cobb. His business had literally been burned to the ground. It was being arsoned. And I think he was running around with a fire extinguisher trying to put it out. And, and people- And what was, what was Rittenhouse gonna do? Was he gonna sit there and shoot everybody that came by? No, that was never his intention. His intention was actually to go out there and give medical help. That was the original time he got there. It was to help clean up graffiti. There's evidence of that taken by our favorite photo chat, right? That, that's, what, that's what he was doing, Cenk. He even performed medical attention on BLM riders immediately after they maced him in the eyes. If he was just looking to shoot people, that would have been a perfect opportunity. But you've invented this false narrative that that's what his motive was. You, none of you have ever been able to defend it. I know if I'm going somewhere because I want to shoot people and I'm looking for an opportunity, they spray with me, you know, me with mace. I'm probably going to shoot them at that point if that's what my motive was. But it wasn't what his motive was until he was cornered. Now, he's going to kind of underplay this because, you know, he doesn't know what he's talking about, you know, as you would kind of imagine. Right. So I'm going to go to another video that I happen to have on hand describing specifically what Destiny said. And I do a little bit of narration with it, so I will go from there. Give me just a second. So I got my hands on an extended version of the film of the elderly man who was struck and had his jaw broken while he was defending his property in Kenosha, Wisconsin. This was specifically the furniture store that was being looted and burned. Now, the reason why I'm bringing this up again is that the version that I found also has the conversation that took place while the man was lying on the ground bleeding with a broken jaw. This poor man got his, house, his business caught on fire. I'm sorry, sir. I'm very sorry about that, man. Yeah, real. I, hey, I had nothing to do with it. I'm trying to stop this shit here. Dude, I'm gonna help this guy. I don't give a fuck if I get beat up. Oh, They just threw a bottle at this guy. Sir, 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 sir. 
For those of you not familiar with this incident, this is part of the fiery but mostly peaceful protests after the police shooting in Kenosha. This took place the day before Kyle and Grambo and all of them arrived. Turn his head, turn his head. He was just defending his business, that's And they walked up and fucked him up. Fucked him up. I have it all on video. All of it. He didn't deserve any of that. Any of it. If you listen carefully in the background, you can hear them telling her that she needs to go home because she's pointing out that what they did was wrong. This is just wrong, guys. Do you not see this? This is wrong. This is what's going to happen to every one of you when this goes nationwide. I don't think you realize this. Please, guys. We're trying to protect ourselves. Did you hear that? They're trying to protect themselves by burning down and destroying this man's business and assaulting him even though he has nothing to do with their grievance. We, we hey. are trying to protect ourselves. Hey, you got alcohol in the You don't understand what, what, what terrifies these black men out here. They're not making it home to their Understand. She doesn't understand. You see, they're targeting these innocent people and their businesses because some black men are not making it back to their families. You just don't understand. That's why we have to attack innocent people and destroy their property. Because... That will change people's opinions of us, and they'll stop racially profiling us as violent and destructive. Who's going to respect you when you attack innocent people and destroy their lives? Who's going to give you respect? Is it respect you want, or is it fear? You want people to fear you. That's really what you want. And the problem is, is well, aside from the fact that that's Oh yeah, domestic terrorism, to intimidate or coerce a civilian population. Competent activists will tell you that fear is the source of racism. So making people afraid of you, literally, will create more racism. This is the reason why I completely oppose what is currently called racial activism. In one of my upcoming videos, I'm also going to be discussing why the current racial activism that is basically just actively hating white people will in turn, scientifically, provably turn, cause still more racism. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks again. So that was my video on that topic, and you can find all these on my channel if you ever need them. And I did just finally find the clip I was looking for, because everybody's always talking about what Kyle's motives were, and this is the footage. I have to bring this clip up constantly, specifically for this instance. Person in the crowd. So let's hear that again. He just got pepper sprayed. His eyes are literally still watering from it. Protecting from the citizens, and I just got pepper sprayed by a person in the crowd. So you had non-lethal, but you, you didn't respond. We don't have non-lethal. So you guys are full on ready to defend the property. Yes, we are. Now, if I can ask, can you guys step back? Medical EMF right here. I'm an EMP. I'm an EMP. There's a medic right here. If you need help. Yes, 
Do we have anybody who's injured? We have a medic. I am an EMT. If you are injured, come to me. Protecting from the citizens. So. I have to have that on hand all the time when I'm arguing on Twitter because of the fact that people still say he didn't give anybody any medical attention. Whether or not he was qualified, whether or not he was being a kid and over-exaggerating his qualifications are kind of different from the issue of whether or not that was what his intention was. And it clearly was. He was wandering around all day. The funny thing is, is like when you review these videos, as long as I did to make my documentary, which is like weeks and weeks of this, there are so many videos where you can just hear the kid off in the distance going, anybody need medical he may not even be in the clip, but you know who it is, right? It almost feels like you're in a video game where there's an NPC wandering around the location of the open world saying the same thing over and over again. But again, that's not the, the motives of a kid who's there looking to shoot people. He got attacked. That was actually the thing that I think it was Elijah asking him. So, you know, you chose not to respond. You know, you have non, you know, non-lethal, you chose not to respond. He says, we don't have any non-lethal. So he didn't respond. But the point is, is that even after being pepper sprayed by them, he still went out of his way to try to find a hurt person to see if he can help them. The kid's not an angel. He's not perfect. He's not a hero. He's not G.I. Joe. It doesn't change the fact that their characterization of this is what Destiny is going to be calling him out about very shortly, because the, their inability to cover this story correctly and instead to spit out the fucking crazed rant that he just went on while screaming that conservatives are crazed they have a, a burden to bear, a responsibility for what took place afterwards. And that was what Destiny's point was, which is that, you know, you guys gave this, the media gave this horrible coverage of this incident, right? And he would not in any way take any responsibility for it. And more to the point, he says he doesn't take back anything he said. So here we go, back to his video. Well, well he, I mean, he shot weapon. three people. I mean, what do you mean? That's, I mean, what do you mean? Yeah, but that's my point. He went there to go shoot. In my opinion, he went there not specifically like in my mind, premeditated. I'm going to go and murder some people on the left and I'm going to feel great. No. Well, I'm glad you corrected yourself at least that much, but you still are about to say something stupid. Sure, but right? like, we, but, the, but, but I'm then when you go look with at the weapon, mm -hmm. and if, and if there's any kind of provocation, oh, I might get to use it. Yeah, but I mean, we can say that, but when you look at the evidence, there's just no yeah. evidence. There's nothing that supports that. No, that's 100%. Look, he goes there with a weapon. Mm -hmm. He goes to provoke. Then, why did he shoot the first guy? He okay. shot the first guy because the first guy was chasing him in a parking lot. He'd already made threats earlier. That's on camera. And he was he was lunging for Rittenhouse's rifle after a guy behind him had fired a shot with his pistol after Rittenhouse turned around to see where the noise was coming from. So, but, Stephen, I, I think that you're proving my point, which is... I don't think so at all. I think it was... Well, a, it was yeah, are you on crack? Oh, my God. Are you high? Anyway. Let me explain. Let go me ahead. explain. So you go into this dangerous... What you think is a dangerous situation. You go in there with a weapon. Then you hear a shot. That's true. There was a shot. He heard it. He didn't see where the shot was coming from. He just turned around and shot the guy. He knew that he was being attacked. That's the issue. And... I don't have that clip on hand, but I have it on my channel. Okay, so the initial situation that takes place before all of this starts, they're in front of the black truck, right? And Rosenbaum has snuck around the truck to get behind Kyle. And Zeminski is standing there with his pistol in his hand. And he makes a move, to like a step, a harsh step towards Kyle. And says, you won't do shit, motherfucker. That's what happened. 
So Kyle was starting to step back away from them when he did that. And then behind him, you hear the whoop, whoop, whoop noise. And that's when all of a sudden he's startled because Rosenbaum is behind him. Then Rosenbaum charges him. Kyle was aware that there was a firearm in the situation already. But, you know, when you do what TYT does, which is dabble in videos like this, this is not even close to as humiliating as the Carmine's video that they did when they said that, you know, whoever was attacking that Asian woman because of mask mandates needed to be charged with serious crimes. And then it turned out it was Black Lives Matter protesters. So they just never talked about it ever again. But I digress. I got a video about that you guys can watch too. But anyway, let's get back to this. He turned around and shot a guy That's that was lunging. Reckless. He, no, no, it wasn't re reckless. It wasn't reckless at all because he only shot the guy that was lunging for him, trying to grab his rifle. This is indisputable. On so, do you notice how he said that's incredibly reckless in reference to Kyle only? This is one of the problems when I watch the left talk about this issue, is that they act as though Kyle is the cause of the situation. Their recollection or ability to discuss this topic begins with Kyle. Not the man who just got punched in the mouth that you watched and, you know, got his jaw broken. Not the people shooting at the, you know, the Bearcat with AR-15s. Not all the buildings that they burned. None of that is the cause. Kyle Rittenhouse is the cause. On video, the guy so, was wait, chasing wait, wait, him down. Steve, he turned around. He was lunging. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can I come to your house with a weapon? And then if you grab for it, I get to shoot you? What the f Oh, my God. I'm going to be cussing. If probably, yeah. If you were in that's my house, crazy. not you hold on, wait, 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 wait. If you're, if you come to, no, what's crazy is you making ridiculous analogies. Like if he invited you over to his house and you run, you know, you know, lunged for his gun, would you have a right to shoot him? It's not even close to the same situation. Like holy shit. My house and you have a weapon on you and we get into an altercation. I'm gonna grab that gun from you. Of course you have a right to defend yourself, especially well, if I was twice your size. You house with a weapon in the first place. What you am should, I doing well, there? Hold on, hold on. You shouldn't be in my house with a weapon because I'm on private property. The city of Kenosha was not private property. Rittenhouse had just as much a right to be there as any other protester did. So listen, I'll give you an analogy. January 6th, I'm very upset about it. I don't like what happened there at all. Let's run straight to the whataboutism, right? I, I go over this all the time, okay? January 6th was stupid. They still blow it out of proportion as being more than it really was. But it was certainly no better or worse than any of the over 600 riots in 2020 that they won't discuss. Or if they do, they do it in a half-assed way. And you know why? Because they don't want to alienate their audience. I had more leftists listening to my show before I dared to tell the truth about this topic. I still lean left on a lot of issues. But I'm not going to fucking lie for you. And, you know, that and my current audience is aware of that. I'm honest with them about who I am. Right. But they're not going to do that. I mean, although I will say I got to give them credit. They have been kind of turning on the woke a lot lately on the Young Turks in a weird way. Let's continue. I think they were trying to undermine our democracy. If I went in there with an AR-15 or any kind of weapon and I looked for a threat, I'd definitely find one. And then I'd get to kill everybody that I thought was a threat. I mean, that guy you say is lunging for his weapon. It, from what I saw, that guy's trouble. I get it. He was troubled, I should say. The guy who got the first guy who. Yeah, trouble. Did you ever talk about what he did, Cenk? Probably not, right? He raped five boys between the ages of, I believe it was seven and 11 years old. And by raped, we mean 
forced sodomy and forced oral sex. Yeah, he was trouble. Now, that isn't relevant necessarily specifically to the issue, the issue as far as Kyle, because Kyle wasn't aware of that. But he was aware of how belligerent he was, and Destiny's going to be bringing that up. Who got killed, right? And so he goes, maybe he went looking for trouble too. I don't know, right? But he threw a plastic bag that had plastic bottles in it. Wait, 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 so, wait. The plastic bag had, Rittenhouse didn't even see the plastic bag. The issue was, point. no, no, but the issue is Rittenhouse was running away. No, that's not your point, Shank. You've been saying this bullshit since the beginning. The plastic bag isn't relevant. That's what Destiny's about to correct you on. This guy was chasing him, and when Rittenhouse turned around with an assault rifle, the guy went to grab the rifle from him. No, that's no, a pretty Steven, clear cut. Follow, like, <laughs> Stephen, if we fall, and then he got hit with a like, then he shoots and kills. No, 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 no. Now you're pivoting, Shank. Now you want to talk about the skateboard kid because you don't want to address what he's saying. You're shaking your head as if Destiny is wrong. And now you're responding by bringing up something else. This is classic mainstream media bullshit. Kill someone, uh -huh. and he's running through the crowd. He's made the situation ten thousand times more. He's angry. not making this. He's running so, away from. The, he's running to the cops to turn himself in, which is exactly crowd, what he should be. The crowd is everywhere. The crowd is everywhere. He's running through the crowd, and then somebody sees that he shot someone, and they like they go after him with a skateboard, which I wouldn't have done, right? Yeah, that would have been pretty stupid. But as far as whoever made it ten times worse. The people on the list of that would be people like Gage Grosskreutz, who are on their own video streams telling everybody to go after Kyle. What is he supposed to do at this point? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe Chang is bigger on the, the Vosh surrender to the mob theory. I'm not. And But now he shoots and kills the guy with a skateboard. Yeah, because the guy tried to assault him with a skateboard. If he had a bat, we'd say oh, the same thing. Yeah. Even, okay, look, a couple of things. Everybody <laughs> now... It's funny that Destiny brings up the bat, but if you listen to Kyle Rittenhouse's testimony to the police, which is available online, Kyle thought he had been struck in the head with a bat. And before he'd been struck with a bat, he had been struck by somebody's fist. That's all in the video. And he was struck with a skateboard twice. That's, these are all things that are common knowledge now, Chank. You've got no excuse for continuing to pull this bullshit. He's different. Everybody's different, right? Yeah. So I get it. Some people will be scared, and if you get hit with a skateboard, you think, all right, I'm going to murder that guy. For me, I get hit with a skateboard. That isn't what happened, Shank. He got hit with the skateboard and then continued running towards the police. It wasn't until he fell down and was helpless, and that, that same guy reached down to grab his gun, that he fired again. Only then. Board. I don't shoot the other guy. Jank, if, if, if somebody hits you with a skateboard in the face, there's like a 20% chance that you die. A skateboard? Uh, okay, Skateboards I'll are take big the things. Chance. Okay, I'll that's great that you. Uh, you know, I'll take the chance too, Chank. Are you volunteering? Are you volunteering? Because, I mean, he just he plays it off like a skateboard is like a Nerf toy or something. A skateboard is a plank of wood with metal, you know, and hard plastic. And by I mean hard, I mean as in the wheels are hard and last forever. You could kill somebody, and people have been killed with skateboards. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. He's running towards the police to try to turn himself in, and people are still attacking him. Why did Gage Grosskreutz tell him to attack? Tell the crowd to attack him. Gage testified during the the trial 
that he believed that Kyle Rittenhouse was working for the police. And so they were trying to prevent him from getting to the police. That was their objective. Is he just supposed to surrender at that point? You know, well, you said you'd take that chance. Fine. I will set up a GoFundMe for anyone who will be willing to pay to a charity of Chank Uger's choosing to get hit with a skateboard as hard as someone chooses to do so in the back of the head. You're volunteering? Let's do it, Chank. Let's do it for charity. Would, but I wouldn't compel a 17-year-old to take that chance. Skateboard. Vermont, especially, on, skateboard. especially skateboard. What, what the people that beat that one dude within an inch of his life, Robert Cobb, the day before, that everybody that went to this protest, they'd all seen videos of that. That's why people went to the riots the second Steven, day. That guy Steven. got beat to an inch of his life with bare fists. Stephen, if you say, hey, listen, I see an altercation on the subway, the bus, the street, and I'm going to go protect not even a family member, but a random woman walking by, working class person, and they're, they're getting picked on, and I happen to see it, and you jump in, I got you. I got you, okay? And I actually appreciate you, right? But you make an active decision to drive into what you think is a riot and a dangerous situation with a weapon, and then you get freaked out by the plastic bag and a shot you didn't see and a skateboard, and you- He didn't see the fucking plastic bag, Chank. And the person who fired the gun literally had taken a step towards him aggressively and screamed at him right beforehand. He's making it sound like there was just a random gunshot somewhere in the ether. It happened like less than like, it had to have been maybe what, 20, 10 yards at the most away from him at the truck. I don't know, but it wasn't that far. And he had already had an altercation with that guy and he'd been walking around with his pistol in his hand all night thinking he was tough. Anyway. Killed two people. That's on you, brother. You never should have gone there in the first place. You were looking for trouble, and then you found it, and then you cry like you're a victim? Oh, the hell no. Okay, is it on the rioters? Again, remember, their ability to think about this begins with Kyle Rittenhouse's involvement. How about the choice to choose to drive from out of state? So, for example, as I covered on the channel well over a hundred rioters were arrested from out of state. One from as far as Oregon. This is a fact that never gets brought up, ever. Because it breaks their narrative. Aside from the fact that him crossing state lines literally has nothing, it's, it's irrelevant. You know, it, I think one of the reasons they cling to it is it's one of the only objective facts that yes, he did in fact cross the state line that they can even prove or cling to. What they can never say is why it's relevant, because it isn't. It would have been a federal offense if someone who is not allowed to own a gun traveled across the state line with it. He didn't. The gun was already in Kenosha. This is why that charge was dropped. So in any case, it, the, the issue of why we're in this situation is because the rioters chose to bring an AR-15 of their own, two of them, and that's just the ones I have on video, pistols of their own, and then systematically go business by business burning down their city. And I, and I forgot to go over the Jacob Blake issue. Let's not forget, they're doing all of this because Jacob Blake, a rapist who had an active rape warrant out on him, was violating a restraining order that his victim had on him, resisted arrest, and then tried to drive away with his victim's children. If he did that to my daughter, the cops would be the last of his worries. But let's continue. 
Oh. No, well, Stephen, the problem here, yeah. so, sorry, one more thing. Go for it. The problem here is that if we follow your way of thinking about it, mm -hmm. and you tell me otherwise, of course, so I don't want to put words in your mouth, but if we, I think if we follow that way of thinking, then everybody's going to grab a weapon, they're all going to be in the streets, and the minute anybody looks kind of funny at you or throws a bag or or you hear something that's loud or you or there's a so if we follow your way of thinking chink if a group of people just decides to systematically burn down your fucking city and assault and hurt anyone they want you should just let them do it that that that's your line of thinking and at the time all over the country the politicians largely the ones that you know the left elected would not allow the prosecution of rioters, would not allow them to do anything to stop these riots. Like when I was arguing with uh, Kevin from, you know, Never Stop Voices, because he said that the police should have stopped the riots. I'm like, okay, but you would not have been okay with what would have had to happen. You've got armed rioters shooting at police vehicles. But what, what, do you, what kind of uh, anti-riot do you think is about to happen if they did, right? Then you'd be making videos about police brutality and needless killing. That's what that's what would happen next. You know, but his position is citizens should just let this happen. It's bullshit. The guy with a skateboard, we're boom, 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 boom. We're shooting each other to no end, to no end. That's why stand your ground is a disaster. And wherever they pass stand your ground laws, you have more homicides every time. So if you have videos coming out of people who are losing their businesses, who are getting beaten by people on the street, who are rioting in a city, the next day people are going to show up to defend that town. Like we live in the United States, whether we like guns or we don't, that's the reality of it. Rittenhouse had more of a right to be there than any of the rioters that were there after dark, that were setting things on fire, that were causing, he had just as much as right to be there, if not more than any other person. And the United States, you are allowed to carry a weapon on you as well. The idea that he was shooting Rosenbaum because he threw a bag at him, that's just not true. We can watch the videos a million times. Rosenbaum was already getting violent before in the night. There is no video of Rittenhouse provoking anybody ever. There is video of Rosenbaum talking to people, using the N-word, saying, I'm gonna fuck somebody up. He was the one that was chasing Rittenhouse for like 20 meters through a car park before he finally, Rittenhouse finally turned and sh See, Shank is still shaking his head as if like what Destiny is saying isn't true. Everything Destiny is saying here is factually correct. Got him. And then the other guy was charging with a skateboard to hit him. Uh, Grosscourt's charging with a pistol to shoot and kill him. And he got shot, his arm got shot. Um, I, I just, I don't see the wild chain of events where it's like, oh my God, since Rittenhouse was allowed to shoot a guy that was charging him for 20 meters and trying to grab his rifle, and then he shot another guy that went to attack him with a skateboard. Like, yeah, I mean, in the United States, with a guy with an AR-15, that's about what I would expect to happen. And I mean, we're a year or two later, it's not like there's been a, a, a deluge of shootings of innocent skaters now by young boys with AR-15. So, I mean, it doesn't seem like the landscape changed very much. No, no. So Steven, look, there's a couple of things here. Uh, so number one, um, the jury gets to decide whatever they decide. And uh -huh. so if they decided, hey, you know what, that was enough of a self-defense, okay, that's that's what the jury decided. So I'm telling you my perspective on it, and and I get that you might technically get, get away with it if it's a skateboard and you felt, oh my God, the skateboard's a little dangerous, and the guy lunging at me, lunging, you know? Again, is there anybody here who would donate to the GoFundMe? You know, if we have Shank Uger take a skateboard to the back of the head, as hard as you want to swing it. Anybody else would donate to that? I would. I mean, it's uh, if we donated to charity, right? 
You know how many guys have lunged at me in my life? If I had to kill all of them, I'd have killed like 20, 40 guys. Okay. So if I had to kill, if I killed everyone who lunged at me in my life, well, I guess that depends, Jink. How often are you at violent riots where people have threatened you and one is, happens to be chasing you and then one of them happened to be armed with a pistol? The, the, one of these things is not like the other. Okay. It's just ridiculous. So, but so. There's the, hey, should he be guilty? That's up to the jury. There's, should he have done that? And I think that's crazy that he went there. He definitely should not have done that. And then, so I'm gonna ask you, so do you think that 10 guys, 100 guys, I don't know, 200 guys with weapons should have gone to January 6th? Left-wingers. Oh, now we're back to the whataboutism. And said, all right, uh, we're here to protect the peace. I mean, this isn't just our community, this is our nation. And it looks like you guys are here to do a coup. We're here, okay. There's 85 of us with AR-15s. What do you think would have happened? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know how many people there had weapons. It's based on the, what was the name of the crazy Proud Boys or whatever? It sounds like there, there might've been more guns than that already on the premises. No, but um, there was only guns on one but, side. If there was guns on both sides, what do you think would have happened on January 6th? I mean, there were police officers there with firearms that showed up, right? It's not like there was a mass the officers. Well, and Chink's also leaving out all the federal FBI agents who happen to be in the crowd. Would they be armed too? Just let right-wingers do anything they want. They let them No, I, they absolutely If those not. guys were black, they would have gotten slaughtered. If those guys were Muslims, it would have been if the that's, If that's true, then history. we would have seen thousands or tens of thousands of black people killed during the BLM riots, but that didn't happen, right? I don't think black- Wait, they, did they bum rush the Capitol? Did they threaten <laughs> to murder Mike Pence? And no, Nancy but they Pelosi? burned down- Let's just go by quantity over quality. They rioted over 600 times, Cenk. No fatalities, with the exceptions of the people that they got killed. That, that, <laughs> again, this is the funny thing about this. If you bring up 2020 and the riots of 2020, they will call you the whataboutism there. They'll say that you're committing a whataboutism, right? But the riots of 2020 happened first. And there were people who were present on January 6th who were like, well, I guess rioting is what you do now, right? I mean, you guys let that everybody else do that. And so, in any case, this whole theory of let's bring it around to January 6th is because, again, you have to remember that the media wants you to think that January 6th is like the only riot that took place in recent memory. Police stations, cars, state houses. Uh, we saw it in Kenosha. A lot Not of that many. Shot. There were millions of people protesting. A lot of people got shot. At the at the 2020 riots, what the fuck are you talking about? That's bullshit. For for your statement that police officers are looking to indiscriminately kill black people, no, I did absolutely. not say that. Well, I did not say in, that. In one of your it videos, be indiscriminate. well, hold on. In it one of your videos, you said that if you walked up to a car with a rifle as a black person, you would get immediately killed. And you're making it sound like if black people had shown up for January 6th, they would have gotten killed. Um, I mean, yeah, there was a lot of yes. there was a yes. lot of for the BLM stuff, it's not like that many people got killed by the cops. So I think that the idea that cops are looking to kill black people or black people are going to get killed for rioting more than no, white people, no, no, no. I think we would have saw a lot more death during the BLM riots if that was the case. Yeah, let's not put words in each other's mouths, me included, right? So I, I hear you, but I, I'm not saying indiscriminately. I'm not saying cops are looking to kill black people. I'm just saying if thousands of black people or Muslim people were bum rushing cops who were trying to protect powerful people like our Congress people, Tons of them would have gotten shot. And, and we can disagree on that. That's okay. You think, no, the cops would have just let them walk in like they did with the white right wing? 
No, I don't agree with you because it did happen. As people in the chat are pointing out, I had forgotten about that. There was a BLM riot right there. You know, in, in addition to the fact that people also bring up, it failed to bring up anyway, the BLM organizer that I have in video for my insurrection, hindsight is always 2020 documentary, literally saying, I want to take this to the White House. I want to take this to the senators and to the Congress and just burn them all down. You know, um, Hawk Newsom saying, you know, if this uh, country doesn't give us what we want, we'll burn down the system and replace it. You know, the uh, rioters outside of a Biden supporter's home saying, you demanding that we be peaceful is white supremacy. You know, uh, Antifa's uh, flyer that they put out the day, I think it was the day after Biden was elected with a burning White House and the imagery, you know, and then they attacked DNC headquarters. You know, none of this stuff ever rates like we, we don't ever talk about any of this. You know, like he's going to go on later and claim that they don't support any of it, but you don't fucking say anything about it either. Here's maybe, maybe, but I doubt it. Okay, but but you but you didn't answer the core question. Mm -hmm. If a whole bunch of left wingers had gone there with weapons, you think that would have been a good idea? No, I generally, from all the data I've seen, the more guns in an area, usually the more fucked up shit is going to be always. <laughs> like, okay, great. That's just statistically. But that that's up against our Second Amendment rights as Americans, right? I would almost always compel people to, but I mean, I'm also wealthy. I would compel people to leave your property if you want. When I was poor uh, in college, I probably would have killed somebody if they tried to steal my shit, if I had the opportunity to see it, because that's your lifetime's worth of shit that you put into buying stuff that you have. So, you know, like if black people had the ability to defend themselves during the, the Tulsa race riots, during the Black Wall Street being burned down um, for the Koreans that defended their communities, for the Black Panthers in California that felt the need to defend their communities with rifles. Um, I mean, if minority communities or if any community wants to take up arms and defend their community, in the United States, you have the right to do that. And if I was going to come down on any side in a conflict there where people start getting killed, I would always come down on the rioters first. For Kenosha, the people that were primarily at fault were the people that were there after dark that were setting shit on fire. Those are the people who have the primary responsibility for everything that happened. As much as we talk about showing up to, to a riot with a gun and how irresponsible this gross courts the guy that got his you know bicep shut off he showed up with a gun he almost used it on uh rittenhouse right um so i mean yeah well I, by I, the way two yeah. things about that number one he didn't so apparently you could show restraint even though he got shot uh and number two he shouldn't have the restraint was that he only shot people who attacked him literally no one else the kind of restraint that you would like him to have would be that when Rosenbaum wanted to kill him, that Kyle let him, or that when the mob afterwards was clearly trying to kill him from his perspective, very justifiably so, he's only been struck in the back of the head twice while still trying to flee to the police. You know, actually, I'm sorry, a total of three times if you count both hits with the skateboard and the guy in the white shirt who hits him in the back of the head. I just think amateurs should not discuss this topic. It's maddening. It's going to make me lose what's left of my hair. Seriously. People just need to shut the fuck up about this topic if they don't know what they're talking about. I, I just, it, the lies enrage me. Like, you know, that's, you ever want to know what, what's going to trigger me? <laughs> like, what'll get me cussing? Don't lie about topics like this, especially not when you have a huge platform that you don't deserve, like the Young Turks. Like, I, I just can't believe it. I showed up with a gun either. Here, I'll get, look, my last thing on this is, yeah. I'll give you the most extreme example. So, you remember Charlottesville, of course, they, uh, the Nazis chant, the Jews will not replace us. Mm -hmm. Got to go back to Charlottesville, too. We got to dip into like the two major events that were perpetrated by the right wing in recent memory so that we can try to distract away from the topic of the over 600 riots in one year. Now, would anybody begrudge uh, 10, 20 Jewish guys going in there with weapons and going, no, you're not going to chant this stuff in our community? 
Well, I mean, that's like the guys that are, you could least begrudge. I mean, these guys are literal goddamn Nazis, and they're chanting against the Jews while carrying torches, right? But if those 10 or 20 Jewish guys asked me, I'd say, I love you, brothers and sisters, and I love your strength, and I love your attitude, but don't go. Because it's guaranteed that people are going to die if you go, okay? So, and some of them might be you, some of them might be the other guys, but I don't want anyone to die. But to your point of like, oh, me saying, oh, Republicans want violence uh, from time to time. Oh, that's crazy. No, they're just like us. No, there's polling. 28% of Republicans say that it, it's time for violence. So I wonder if that has anything to do with the excessive amount of violence that was perpetrated by the left in 2020. Wonder if that has anything to do with that. Could could it? Because I know that the thing that led to me thinking that it was time that maybe people needed to be armed was when a BLM security guy soccer kicked a guy on the head in the head that he was arresting as BLM you know security police for doing nothing wrong. That happened right before this Rittenhouse incident. Why Why would anybody, you know, I, and I remember watching that video with my son and he was like, Jesus, that makes me so mad. Like, that makes you want to commit violence. Violence begets violence, all that jazz. It also hasn't done anything for the support of the left. You've ruined any kind of, like, momentum that Bernie Sanders might have had. You ruined the Occupy movement and any credibility that it had. This is the dumbass shit that you guys have going on that you haven't done anything about. That the, the left-leaning people from my generation are just sitting there face-palming over. And again, i got to give credit where credit is due. Anna Kasparian has been turning on the woke pretty hard lately. But whether or not that's a motive to just rebrand, I don't know. I know that she came out and said that it's clear that the left is not going to win any elections until they can fix these problems or something to that effect. And she's not wrong, you know. Um, you know but at the end of the day... This situation is not going to be fixed by any form of dishonesty from either side. And that's what Destiny was trying to call them out about. And he's still defending his right to suggest that, no, no, the right wing is crazed and soaked in blood. That was like his Alex Jones rant, for fuck's sake. Um, that's a giant number. And it is, is, but I mean, for Charlottesville, number. as hateful as that right was, they weren't destroying the city. I think that's a key component that, like, not to mention, and for Kenosha, that city was being destroyed off of misinformation reported about the Jacob Blake shooting. And there were videos of, like, people getting attacked, of car dealerships being set on fire. It just seems like there's remarkably little empathy for the people whose community, if you go to Kenosha today, if you go downtown, there's still shit that's boarded up that has never opened again as a result of those riots. Um, and people are just fixated on, on the people that were, I mean, as shitty as it is, defending their community against who they perceived as outsiders that were coming just to destroy it. But. Yeah, so, look, I keep saying last thing because we're so out sure, of time. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, okay, sorry, yeah, go one, for it. One more last thing, one more last thing. So, to that point, Stephen, uh -huh. so, some people say, hey, riots are the voice of the unheard. And I hear that. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I had to do, I, I got into an argument with, of all people, Martin Luther King's daughter about this topic. Legit on Twitter. And I had to make a video about it because Martin Luther King was very clear about riots. Very, very clear. He said riots are the language of the unheard, but he also pointed out that they cause more problems than they solve. 
This is all in the same talk, by the way. He also pointed out that they cause poverty, that they cause, you know, it, it, there's nothing good about riots. So we lead in with riots of the language of the unheard so that we can pretend that that was Martin Luther King giving like carte blanche permission to go burn shit to your heart's content. I've done multiple videos on this topic. I'll link them in the description if you haven't already seen them, but I have the full context of what Martin Luther King said. And they only bring up the riots or the language of the unheard. They don't bring up the rest of what he said. He's saying that riots happen if people are unheard, but he also said that he still continues to condemn riots and will continue to condemn riots. And, and you watch as the current uh, leftists try to rebrand. Like, And when you go on Twitter, you see this all the time. Well, secretly at the end, Martin Luther King was actually starting to be on board with violence. And the problem is, not only did he oppose it just because it was the wrong thing to do, he knew it wasn't effective. He also knew that no armed revolution by the blacks would ever succeed. It won't. And eventually even Malcolm X came to the same conclusion. Like, that's just insanity. So whoever is trying to push you into thinking that that is the solution does not have your best interests in mind. You know, I did another video specifically about how the, the current strategies of the social justice movement are creating more racism and more hatred and how racism has been on the rise pretty much exactly when this woke bullshit started was when things started to slip back, right? And then the violence, you know, as far as like you know, Black Lives Matter's public approval shrunk from like 70% to 30% and that they had support from both conservatives and Democrats when they started. And then it shrank way low and of course from the republicans first and but they don't do a bunch of videos calling this shit out he, he's going to claim that later i let me just go ahead and keep playing it that and that's a fair point but by the way you could maybe make that argument about january 6th too and so that's a different very long conversation okay but that to me does not excuse going and setting a a, a building on fire no excuse so i'm not sure. excusing that one percent now, but if you think it was just because of like bad reporting on one case, I, I don't think you even think that, right? You know the context is well. The Kenosha the riots happen of, because of the Jacob Blake misreporting. What A to B? One a direct. So line. you know the context of tons and tons of uh, unarmed black guys being shot uh, by cops in this country. No, there are not tons and tons of unarmed black guys being shot by cops. In this All country. right. Okay. So you don't agree with that? Okay. Fine. Well, how many? Uh, he doesn't agree with it because it's factually incorrect. It's factually incorrect. 2019, 19 unarmed black men were or black people were shot out of millions of police interactions between black people and the police. I have all the statistics in my video, The Truth About Police Shootings. It's not a lot of people. We would still prefer that as few as possible bad shootings ever take place. But this characterization of the situation, that apparently it's justified for you to burn and destroy and hurt and assault people at the behest of a rape you know, a rapist? Like, you know, because he got shot for <laughs> resisting arrest was with someone else's kids in his car he's trying to leave with. They wrestled with him, even though he had a knife in his hand. 
That's the guy we need to burn down cities over? He, he deserves that? And now he's a millionaire. Worked out pretty good for him. Um, How many do you think a year gets shot? How many unarmed black guys are getting shot by cops? Okay, okay Stephen. Okay, let me let me finish the point. Okay. Wrap up. The, the okay, number's like but, 12, but yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right. So if you look, I think that if you say to all black people in this country, you're all telling us you've been abused by cops, whether it's to the extreme of being shot or pulled over or arrested or something smaller. You've been abused, all of you, tens of millions of you say that and then you've been saying it for a hundred years straight and then we turn around and go we don't believe you i think that's deeply offensive i think it doesn't make sense i think it's ridiculous so that's the context in which that riot happens it doesn't excuse the riot and by the way the misreporting yeah okay it turns out he had a knife but they did shoot him in the back seven times because he was about to drive off with abducted children <laughs> That's a really no, important he's part. He's not a good guy. He's not he's a good the worst guy. guy. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got that right. No, he's not a good person at all. I I'm just going to be blunt. Jacob Blake was a piece of human shit. He forced his way into a woman's house, forcibly penetrated her with his finger to check to see if she may have been sleeping with other men. He did this while his child was sleeping next to the woman in question. No, Jacob Blake is not a good person. Justice for Jacob Blake would have been that he wouldn't be paralyzed. He just wouldn't be around anymore. That would have been justice for Jacob Blake. Instead, he's a millionaire. Yeah, but I'm saying that, like, but he was about doesn't to... mean you shoot him in the back. There's other solutions other they than... They already tased him twice. Weapon, shoot a guy in the back. They didn't just show up. They were wrestling with him outside the house. They tried to wrestle on the ground multiple times. They no, tased no, the mean, guy twice. No, house for showing up, okay? So... <laughs> he pivoted mid-sentence. <laughs> anyway. So, look, uh -huh. I think that this whole thing, the Second Amendment, I got a right to bring weapons, everybody's going to bring weapons, and we're all going to kill each other. I think it's a disastrous idea. And anyone who, right-wing or left-wing, and by the way, Stephen, we've fought back against any kind of violence, including from our side, even things like that uh, Riley Gaines, I think, the swimmer, she goes and gives a speech at some college, and then the leftists surround the room that she's in and won't let her out and she's afraid for her safety cops won't let her out because they're afraid for her safety what are you guys doing to be a progressive is to believe in nonviolence. sure we don't do those thug tactics okay sure but i will so, say you guys' coverage where have you been because <laughs> that was true at occupy and that was the end of it and unfortunately reporting like yours Cenk, is the reason why that this has been allowed to to you know fester until it's as out of control as it is because the current generation doesn't agree with you the current generation has you know essentially deluded themselves to believe and i have screenshots of somebody literally saying this that he's fighting the most militarized police ever and winning victories that's what the santifa guy said like that that's literally what they think but none of your content is about addressing this ideology. Mine is. That, that's where we're different. When the left started doing violent things, I, still leaning left, said, no, this is bullshit. Stop doing this. You didn't. You feed into it just like MSNBC, just like Fox, all of those corporate people, because you want the clicks, you want the likes. Just as Jimmy Dore exposed when you guys wanted clicks and likes for 
a picture of a woman's crotch that was taken without consent. In mind you, that was a long time ago, but it just it's it's laughable for him to be talking like anything that he's saying here is not motivated by the same thing all these other big names are. The Michael Reinhold guy was a lot different, and I think that was a shooting that was clearly in the wrong. He was stalking a dude for hours, chased him across the street, and shot him in the face, and then ran away, and they gave interviews to Vice, and you guys were comparing that to like, oh, well, if Rittenhouse could kill the one guy that was chasing him, this guy's killing should have been just as supported. Um, oh, my God, I remember that. The look on Shank's face is pretty awesome right now. He's like, oh, shit. Yeah, they totally did. They made it out like Reinhold was somehow this does the Kyle Rittenhouse of the left. Wow, I had totally forgotten about that. I wish I had that clip on hand because I just I wanted to shoot myself. <laughs> I couldn't believe that anybody was that stupid. You know, I did a documentary about this. I should include that clip at some point. That's crazy. Yeah, they their perspective on Reinhold was to immediately invoke Kyle Rittenhouse, and that that's why it was okay. The same kind of nonsense happened, not on the Young Turks, but like when I did my video about Daryl Brooks, because that was right after Kyle Rittenhouse had been declared innocent, there were all kinds of tweets saying, this is, you know, this is justice and karma for Kyle Rittenhouse. You know, that's why it was okay that this man drove his SUV into a Christmas parade and ran over children. Oh, my God. I don't know. I, like when, when you build up this world of like alternative fact reporting over and over and over and over and over again, like it, it's not surprising to me that after a while you've got people on the right and left that just live in totally different worlds. So people on the left are like, of course, we're going to go riot and burn down cities. Hundreds or thousands of people every year are getting indiscriminately killed by the cops. And then people on the right are like, I don't know why you guys are burning down anything. Um, we lived in a totally different fact world where all of your stuff is misreported, where people like and then like even like, uh, you know, like the Rittenhouse killings are being compared to like Breonna Taylor, which is actually a truly tragic case where a woman died for no reasons for where at best the cops were serving a not great warrant and at worst they shouldn't have even been there and you got people and you've got people comparing like brianna taylor um and philando uh, castile the uh, black guy who got shot and killed in his car because the cops smelled weed um are comparing this to like the rittenhouse killings and stuff and it's like geez when all of it gets thrown together uh it just it feels like it's easy to take none of it seriously and, and that's the kind of thing that's frustrating to me all right, I hear you, but I, I, I again, we don't agree, and, and I, I think... Yeah, you're not going to answer for any of that, are you? Especially not the Reinhold shit. You're not. You, you're you're going to say, okay, I hear you on all of that, but we don't agree? What do you not agree with, Shank? Is it okay to suggest that Michael Forrest Reinhold is Kyle Rittenhouse? Explain that to me. Well, I will. You, you guys have a tendency to just run off at the fucking mouth before you really know what's up. Because you know what will rile up a crowd and get you your clicks. Facts optional. It, it, it drives me fucking crazy. Like, and then like, you know, just as De everything that Destiny just said there, well, Shanko is like reflexively shaking his head as if what he said was wrong, was incredibly profound. He's bringing up the echo chamber effect of the way that our media works. And it's also our social media. Like I brought up in the video about the creepy line and the social dilemma that our Social media algorithms are designed to keep us tuned in to our phones and our computers. So literally, we only see the worst of the left if we're on the right, and we see the worst of the right if we're on the left. And it creates a situation where more and more people believe that that actually constitutes the majority of what the left is like, and that actually constitutes the majority of what the right is like, neither of which is true, right? But let's not forget, like I said earlier, you know, mainstream media reported on the fact when I did the did a video about this specifically, 
about why they're panicking over Elon Musk buying Twitter was that the U.S. government had petitioned a study to try to determine how many, how much of the population that you have to convince of something before they accept it as truth. And then in response to what they found out, which was that it was about 25% of the population, they then commissioned a company to write a program that creates fake social media accounts to sway public opinion. ABC reported on that and The Guardian reported on that. Not Alex Jones, not InfoWars. Okay. And Shank, you, you contribute to this. Like, I, I'm going to bring up the Carmine's restaurant thing. That was fantastic. Maybe I'll just play the video for you guys since I'm almost done with this one. But th that was a classic example of them utterly humiliating themselves and then just never talking about it ever again. I think we're almost done with this. Let's see what they say. I think that uh, this, this fetish of guns uh, drives way more violence. It's an empirical fact. Uh, the more guns we have, the more homicides there are, the more suicides there are, uh, the more uh, tension we have in the country, the more we distrust each other, the more fearful we are, and the more we strike out against one another and 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 shoot and kill. And what we're trying to do on the Young Turks is to, to end all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> you know, the right wing, they'll never listen. But for the left wing, we try super hard to make sure that there are no riots, there's no violence, there's no threats. Super hard. Uh, that's not what Martin Luther King stood for or Nelson Mandela or Mahatma Gandhi. And we remind our audience of that day in and day out. We probably do it more than any other show. Okay. Um, I, there's anything here we go back and forth for hours for, but uh, I'll respect your time. We're already 20 minutes over. So. No, that that's it for this part, guys. I just, that's bullshit. They do that more than any other show. No leftist show does this right now. Zero. None. None of them talk about it. They'll pull out that bullshit out of context. Riots are the language of the unheard nonsense. And then they won't say anything else. You know why? Because they know if they, if they try to say that, they will be shouted down and they'll lose subscribers. Chris Hedges is the only like serious leftist journalist that I know of who openly speaks about why the violence, cult of violence always hurts the left. And that guy's a straight up socialist. And he says, you know, that Antifa is literally just the mirror image of the Proud Boys, right? But it's not many. And it certainly isn't the Young Turks. I mean, I could be wrong because, again, like I said, they're starting to change their, their tune on a few things. And I think it's largely just because they're realizing that the left is headed in a direction where it's like, go woke, go broke, but, but for politics, which is that they're headed in a direction where if they take it much further... You know, they're going to they're converting more and more people into conservatives all the time with this nonsense. It's hard to think that it's an accident, you know, and at the end of the day, I actually do want to end the majority of this division and other bullshit. But it requires an awful lot of work and it also requires no fucking lying. Right. No mischaracterizing. Like, do you, th he says he's trying to end the division. I played the clip for you that D Destiny was talking about. Do you think any right-wingers watch this gross mischaracterization of themselves and then suddenly decide, gee, you know, I should rethink my perspective. Some like kind of chubby, dark-skinned dude on, you know, Young Turks was screaming about how terrible I am. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. So anyway, I'm going to share this with you guys real quick. We don't necessarily have to watch the whole thing, but since there's a lot of you here, I figure I'll play it. But this is an example of the Young Turks utterly humiliating themselves on a topic and then just never talking about it again.
Hey guys, um, I decided to do a video about this recent incident that happened at a Carmine's restaurant in New York. Apparently a fight broke out when uh, some Texans were asked to give a proof of vaccination and the Texans decided to take it upon themselves to beat up the hostess. And the Young Turks reported on this and, you know, we all know the Young Turks are very thorough in their journalism and always make sure to completely you know, look very deeply and research into the incidents that they report on. So let's have a look at what they had to say. That was a scene in New York City uh, where a group of uh, his tourists from Texas showed up uh, to get into an indoor dining area at a restaurant uh, in the Upper West Side. And when presented with the fact that they need to show their vaccine proof, at least one dose of the vaccine proof, um, fights broke out instead. So let's get to some of the details of what happened. The attack happened outside Carmine's restaurant on the Upper West Side early Thursday evening. The 22-year-old hostess asked the group of Texans to show proof of getting the COVID vaccine in order to dine in the restaurant, which is part of New York's uh, executive order that went into effect this week. Law enforcement sources said that the hostess was then repeatedly punched in the face and body and sent to the hospital. So Carmine's, that restaurant said that the incident was a shocking and tragic situation when one of our valued employees is insulted for doing assaulted just for doing their job as is required by city policies and trying to make a living so the three suspects they're 21 44 and 49 um they're they're going to be facing some charges we don't know exactly what those charges are yet but they could be multiple levels assault in the third degree um, will get you a misdemeanor charge and punishable by up to one year in, in the local jail three years probation or lesser penalties like you know conditional discharges and fines and all those things um second degree gets you other things it gets a little higher i'm not seeing it's going to get much up to like the first degree with the B violent felony with a sentence of 25 years in prison. That's not gonna happen. But there's a range they can go with. We'll see exactly what happens here, but the real problem is the fact that a vaccine request from a hostess who's doing her job got this kind of response. Yeah, no, 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 they need to set an example here. They need to charge them with really serious crimes and they need to put them in jail for at least a year. So why am I saying that guys? Normally we talk about uh, criminal justice reform and and America generally speaking punishes too much not too little um, but in this case if they just start let people off with fines it's gonna encourage more violence like this is a nonstop violence by the right wing and whenever they don't like their way they go I have the freedom I have the freedom to spread deadly diseases to you now I have the freedom to Swing my arms wildly and punch you in the face several times. No, you do not have that freedom. That's not a. No, you're impinging upon my rights when you hit my face. So they should send a very clear message, and and charge them with very serious crimes. They punched that woman in the face multiple times, and God knows what kind of damage they could have done if they weren't stopped eventually. And so, if if you don't put an end to it. Vigilante violence from the right wing, thinking that they're defending freedom from government tyranny at Carmines, <laughs> from you know pasta tyranny at Carmines. <laughs> uh, it, I'm not like I'm joking, but I'm not. 
they're they're going to do way more violence as we go forward. Yeah, and you know, I'm actually I'm out here in this area. I'm in I, I live in Jersey right next to. You take a moment here and go, man. Senk is really suggesting you know that they throw the book at these people. You know, we got to do something about this right wing violence, right? New York, and the the really sad part about this is how many other options they had. Because you can still eat outside, it, it, you can still order food, you can still enjoy the city in a variety of different ways. And what's important is to really, you know, for the same people who obviously always talking about uh, the rights to privacy, don't want to hear that. Uh, the same people who don't want to deal with the consequences of the choices that they make. If you want, if you don't want to get vaccinated, we're not forcing you to do it. The country's not forcing you to do it. However, if you don't get vaccinated, then there's going to be places that you can't enter. There's going to be places that you can't go. However, many Americans are so childish that they just can't handle that. And as you and pointed out, and as we just saw from the video, this type of radicalization is hitting the streets. And unfortunately, because Man, yeah, radicalization is definitely hitting the streets. He certainly got that right. So many people are not getting vaccinated. Uh, the numbers are continuing to spread. And as mass mandates and different types of mandates like this persist, uh, the anger is going to continue to grow. So, you know, like you said, there needs to be an example uh, made out of them so that people know that there will be consequences if they decide to do this. It's weird how folks maybe come up from Texas. You know a lot of people from different states, especially when it's more of the conservative type of states. And I don't know these folks' background, but the one definitely thing is you come to our state, you follow our rules. Did you not know New York had this put in place? Did you not know that these liberal bastions were doing things like this to make sure people are protected and have these different policies in place? We know what Governor Abbott's doing down in Texas. So if you go down to Texas, you can understand what you're going to get yourself involved with whether you like it or not it's what the locals may say so why doesn't that apply here you're gonna travel your up to New York and then I can't believe you let me in the restaurant without my vaccine what 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 is this where have you been where have you been living do you not know what's been going on is this a surprise to anybody yeah it's a great point JR. whenever you go down there they do that weirdly terroristic threat of like not around these parts huh right all right well not around these goddamn parts in New York and, and <laughs> Wait, he's comparing these people to terrorists. Like, it's a terroristic threat. By the way, what used to be all of America, you're not allowed to punch people. That isn't your goddamn freedom. I know these lunatics have lost their minds. Oh, I have total freedom to do anything I want, right? Oh, I can drive 200 miles per hour in your residential area and kill, and maybe it kills your kids, but I have freedom. Government tyranny, no way, man. Uh, I, I, you know what? G the government tyranny put to, to put a mask on, government tyranny to put pants on. Or underwear on. I'm gonna show my junk at the mall. Freedom, freedom, and they'll, they believe it. They believe it. I swear, they'll watch this video. And they'll be like, "That's a good point. Why aren't I showing my junk? <laughs> Don't tread on me with underwear, right?" Well, in a couple of ways. Kinds of trends <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. I paused it and didn't realize I wasn't, you guys couldn't hear me. So I needed to tell you guys real quick just to suffer through this. I'd originally done this as a parody, like as a joke, but people thought I was serious. Like they thought I was seriously agreeing with the Young Turks. So just suffer through this for a moment because this is going to age like wine. So, but listen, guys, it's you, you're mad at Mayor Bill de Blasio for passing that. law or that rule 
That's a different thing. You punch a hostess in the face for no goddamn reason <laughs> because of your stupid entitlement. Think about their mentality. I'm entitled to go into that restaurant. I'm entitled to punch you in the face if I even disagree with you a little bit. No. You're right. I mean, somebody who would do this would have to be really entitled. I mean, like the entitlement attitude that you just have the right to punch people in the face that you disagree with. Yeah, that these people need to be charged with serious crimes. You're entitled to a jail cell for at least a year. Let's go. So just to recap what it is that we just watched. Sink Uger and the people at, you know, the Young Turks feel that these people are violent thugs and that they should be punished to the fullest extent of a law of the law and that a major like example should be made out of them you know and so hey you know i mean i get it you know that he, he compared them to terrorists so why don't we take a little closer look at exactly what happened at that place because you know as you know here on v radio i'm i'm a, I'm a stickler for really getting to the truth of a matter so here's some good footage that i found i'm gonna credit the west side rag channel for this Let's take a look and see if we can find these violent right-wing Trump-supporting extremists who need to be punished to the fullest extent of the law with, you know, and a serious example should be made out of them. Okay, so over here, this looks like the hostess, skinny Asian lady. Now, this place is definitely uh, diverse in their staff. Oh, what's going on here? Oh, this must be the, the right-wing element showing up to go after this lady. Yep, yeah, you see these right-wingers beating the crap out of this Asian girl or trying to choke her and punch her? Well, man, these damn Texans need to learn that, you know, the rest of the country is just not their playground. Oh, boy. Yeah, that that's definitely some serious right-wing violence. You see that punch they threw at her over there? That that was rough. You know, it's a good thing that we have this CT, you know, CCTV footage to show us what happened, you know, when these right-wingers attacked this place and you know, but again, look at this. I think this is the manager here. No, oh, black woman. I'm sure that she'll be fine, you know, be able to get to the bottom of all this, right? She'll be able to calm these right-wingers down, obviously, right? Hmm. You know, I'm not so sure that these are right-wing Trump supporters. I'm not so sure. I, I mean, I just, I'm not sure if they fit the mold. And they punched that girl in the face. They choked her. You know, they were pretty violent. But, I mean, you know, you heard Sink. I mean, they deserve to be punished to the fullest extent of the law. Let's take a look at some footage that does have sound. Okay, so that other video didn't have any sound. Maybe we'll get a little more insight into the right-wing, Trump-supporting, MAGA hat-wearing, uh, violent conservative behavior going on here.
So here we have the manager who's going to talk to these right-wing extremists and try to calm them down. Um, let's see what goes on in this conversation, you know, because th there might be a race issue at play. So if anybody had called these right-wing extremists, like, say, a racial slur, you would think that would be the first thing that they would tell the manager when they were reporting what happened to them. Let's see what they say. She keeps walking up on us. When we went in, she kept walking up on us. So there was no racial slur, you know, because that would have been the first thing they would have said, right? But apparently that's not what happened. So, you know, they decided to take it upon themselves to attack this little Asian girl who's like, you know, a quarter of their size because she kept walking up on them. So let's see if we can learn some more about what happened because, you know, I believe these right-wing, you know, activists uh, basically responded to this situation the following day. Let's have a look at that. Oh, I guess these right-wingers have support of um, a, another organization. Let's see what goes on here. I mean, these are clearly racist people. In fact, I think I'm looking at one, two, three, four black employees here. Um, th that's obviously what the problem is, is that this was white racist people trying to use mask and vaccine mandates to prevent black people from getting into this restaurant. You know, like these black diners over here that are just kind of chilling out, ignoring this nonsense. You know, obviously this is a racist establishment, which is why these black people are sitting over here um, you know, without any problems. Let's see what else we got going on. Wait, 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 wait. That's what happened? Was a black person got called the N-word? That's interesting. Why is it that these right-wing extremists didn't report that to the manager? I thought she said something about, what was it? Oh yeah, she kept walking up on us. She kept walking up on us. That, that's what that was about. <laughs> so here comes some more black people going into this racist restaurant. Uh-oh. 
I forgot how bad this was. So they were cheering because they thought those black people were getting up to leave the business. When in reality, they were leaving the outside tables because they didn't want to listen to this bullshit anymore. So they went inside to, you know, to order. This, this was hilarious. clip of this guy on my channel um saying that there will be riots there will be fires and there will be bloodshed this is hawk newsom he said it was a fake once these black people were let in she walked by that table and gave them more more shit then when they came back outside she was still talking greasy and the employees had to hold her back So, according to him, that hostess that we just walked outside who wasn't saying anything to anybody um, needed to be held back. I don't think that's what happened, but okay, let's go. see all the black patrons inside who are looking like what the hell is the matter with you people um <laughs> nope you will see a carmine's employee antagonizing these women she was restrained and brought into the restaurant and at that time a black manager came out and apologized for that employee's behavior invited the entire party back into the restaurant wait a second hmm is that what happened let's take a look all right so let's go back to this we got the hostess standing over here and um let's see how this played out again
Yeah, it's obvious she's the one who needed to be restrained. That's what was going on. Because three people were punching her in the face. Yeah, you know, what I'm betting here is Black Lives Matter probably didn't know that this video was available. And much like Antifa, who's been getting humiliated a lot lately by CCTV footage, they were probably banking that the only footage that was available was that cell phone video I just showed you. Inconvenient, I guess. As they were walking into the restaurant, the hostess once again walked by them and dropped the N-bomb. The three women did a bottle, uh, 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 after she dropped the N-bomb, the three women did a double take and followed her out the restaurant, and that's the melee you saw. That's the melee you saw. I charge Carmine with trying to cover up their employees' actions by using the vaccination passport as an excuse. Okay, so once again, they're suggesting that it was a racial slur that is what led to these women deciding to walk outside and attack that Asian woman. But that's again, you know, if that was the case, why wasn't that what they let off with when they were complaining to the manager? Let's listen to that again. Okay, so we're now back to the part where the black manager is going to talk to these right-wing extremists um, about what happened. And let's, you know, again, if a racial slur was what set this off, then you would think that would be the first thing they would have said, especially considering they were talking to a fellow African-American um, who was the manager who was handling this complaint. All right, so I'm going to turn this up a little bit so you can hear. Pay attention very closely to what the patrons say to the manager. She keeps walking up on us. And again, if this was all started by a racial slur, why didn't they lead off with that in the complaints to the manager? I smell bullshit. So, an awful lot of really interesting conversations has since taken place in the Young Turks comment section because of all the assumptions that were being made about what took place here. And I want you to pay close attention to it. While a lot of it was extremely humorous to read, this also points to exactly what I was saying, that first of all, our racial activism is leading people to make assumptions about white people, which is exactly one of the things that happens. Um, and then the polarized nature of our politics lead people to blaming conservatives, um, Texans, and Trump supporters. None of which had anything to do with anything that happened that day. So first, let's begin by looking at some comments about just how severe people feel this situation should have been treated. They put her in the hospital? They should be in prison then. Who the heck do they think they are? They don't have the right to hurt an innocent. They may soon have the distinction of being jailed for getting hangry. And when in prison, they should share a cell with a cellmate who rapes them without a condom. After all, it's his God-given right to give you AIDS if he wants to, right? Can't be putting a condom on to prevent the spread of a deadly disease, because that's tyranny. If you think they should be imprisoned, your way of thinking isn't the right direction. They should be executed. They should be shot in the head and thrown in a ditch. That's what needs to be done with these people, not jail. I hope she sues the meatballs out of them. 
Regardless of that time, they sit in a jail cell. They should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. That was ridiculous. No, it's not ridiculous. That's what fighting for your freedom looks like. Get used to it. You will be seeing more of it. Yes, because punching a 22-year-old hostess is fighting for your freedom. That was sarcasm. Grow a backbone and go fight a grown man your own size to fight for your freedom. <laughs> of course, these people don't realize they're talking about Black Lives Matter protesters. You do remember when Sink uh, repair, uh, compared them to terrorists, right? Well, <laughs> this is what conservatives consider freedom. The right to assault you if you don't conform to my beliefs. <laughs> you know, Antifa. BLM. Anyway, this is what conservatives do. Remember the insurrection? Oh, man. So, yep, now he's comparing Black Lives Matter activists to the insurrection rioters on January 6th. I thought that was supposedly unacceptable in a complete false dichotomy or, uh, what was it? False equivalency. Right, right. Not a false dichotomy. They are not conservative, in quotes. How many times do you come across liberal, anti-mask, anti-vaccine, you know, persons? I cannot think of a single one in my friends, but every single one of my conservative friends are anti-mask, anti-vaccine. So there is really a good chance it was conservatives. Not to mention, it is conservative talk shows pushing anti-mask, anti-vaccine, and violence towards being asked for proof. I honestly thought this was titled, Terrorists Attack Hostess, and needless to say, I was right. <laughs> and by the way, the comparisons to January 6th don't stop there. Ooh, I get it now. It's the same kind of tourist that visited the Capitol on January 6th. <laughs> stop it, hilarious! <laughs> Black Democrats? Well, you know, if you can't blame them, let's blame conservatives and Republicans in general. You see? More radical right-wing violence! Who else besides me are getting really tired of these animals? Republicans are a fascist party trying to take control of a nation that's become a failed state, and conservatism is anti-progress. Count me in, dude. Being conservative is practically a hate crime at this point. What are you talking about? Assault and battery is punished more severely in Texas than it is in New York. He's not talking about legal severity, just how hateful and violent conservatives are behaving in mass. Whatever it is, still obviously don't you know doesn't discourage this type of savage behavior. <laughs> He's talking about Black Lives Matter. Whatever the time it needs to be a felony charge which can ban them from gun ownership and so on. Sink is right. Make an example out of those crazy right wingers. State prison, you think? You going to look any farther into this story before rushing to judgment? Look for the New York Times story about these, quote-unquote, crazy right-wingers. The comments start to evolve as the real truth of the situation comes out in some pretty hilarious ways. These Texans are a total disgrace to their state, as is their governor, Greg Abbott. Of course, Texas wants every baby to be born and grow, also wants COVID and new variants to be born and grow. That's really what the core of this is, is any any chance they can take to go after Texas because of the abortion ban. You know, so that's why they went, oh, people from Texas did something bad? Let's jump on that and make some serious assumptions. Of course, we could always blame Trump. I completely agree that examples need to be made of people like this. 
This madness needs to end. They should be sued for literally every penny they have, and they should be made homeless. Normal Americans are fed up with these Trumpist anti-vaxxers. <laughs> <clears throat> they will get away with BS, plea agreements, but society can make examples of them. They may think twice in their job if their jobs go away and their online accounts are blasted with bots and people shaming them. This is why the right wins. They scare people with violence. Now violence is never the answer, but public shaming and consequences are the answer. Peacefully, peacefully ruining their lives may be the best option. <laughs> oh... How is this anything other than a politically motivated hate crime? <laughs> Black Lives Matter is committing politically motivated hate crimes. Hmm. Thanks, Trump and Trumpists, for what our country has come to. Yeah, it's clearly Trump's fault that Black Lives Matter attacks somebody over a mask or vaccine mandate. So now we get to the part where we just blame white people who weren't even present. Easiest way to stop the soft-pedaling on this issue is to have black guys with dreads reenact everything the mags guys are doing. The imagery would shock the nation into action. <laughs> to which I replied, So let me see if I get your perspective here. You want to stop the soft-pedaling on this issue by having black guys with dreads reenact what happened to shock the nation into action by reenacting what three black women did? Boy, this didn't age well. Let's blame the invisible white people some more. As tourists, they should have respect for the locals' customs, traditions, and culture, and obviously the laws in their place. That's asking a lot from white Americans. Have you ever met most Americans? Not sure why we Americans, white or otherwise, are really claiming any Texans right now. So, yep, it's white people, guys. This one makes me wish I could use that um, Google extension to change white to black so that we could, you know, read this, you know, as the racist comment that it actually is and have people call it out. But don't forget when I mentioned that all of this is creating, you know, blatant. By the way, that extension doesn't work anymore, unfortunately, but I did a whole video where I read articles that are addressed to white people and the extension changes it to black people. It's really hilarious. If you guys want to see it, we can watch it later. Um, but anyway, continuing. Racism towards white people, I'm told that I'm wrong and that that doesn't happen and that it won't happen and that that's all, you know, just nonsense. It's happening, folks. Now, this is when the water starts to get muddied because more information was finally coming out about this. So you get to watch the left eat itself. They need a damn felony charge. That person was doing their job. Go the fuck home if you can't comply with the rules of the establishment or the state. Reminds me of the Americans who come to Europe and they get angry when someone doesn't speak English. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Black Lives Matter did that. Definitely solid jail time. These people need to understand that there are consequences. Responding to people in the chat, um, they did not retract. And as far as I know, this video is still up. I know it was up for quite a while when I addressed this issue. So I'm only assuming that what they're doing is just trying to memory hole it and just never bring it up again. I know if I ever meet Cenk Uyghur to his face, I'm going to ask him about it because, you know, uh, and it again, <clears throat> I read a lot of these comments 
but it, it, it shows you just how divided we are because like these people want blood, you know, like they want people to like, you know, these people should be in prison. Like one of them said they need to be executed, whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. And they don't realize who it is that they're talking about. And so then when they find out who they're talking about, they don't retract. They don't apologize. They just they just do what the Young Turks always does and just try to pretend they didn't say that. Um, again, with the exception of Annika Sperian correcting herself about Kyle Rittenhouse a little bit at one point. Um, oh, and the other time that they they did was when Annika Sperian said that Kyle Rittenhouse was innocent. So therefore, Ashley Babbitt's killer was innocent, as if those two things are equivalent at all. Anyway, go on, going on to what uh, this woman here replies you racist trumper (laughs) oh looks like it's (laughs) because she called out you know basically these people because none of these people actually know that this was black lives matter activists the whole time you know and so now the black lives matter activists are showing up to the comment section to call people racist for you know going along with what sank was saying so a more from this eliana woodridge person BLM is stating there is more to the story. Oh, wait a second. I thought that the white pure, like the white supremacy pyramid said that saying that there's two sides to every story is supposed to be covert white supremacy. Uh, interesting. Anyway, including racist remarks and threats by the staff. Allegedly, there is also video. We'll see what truth comes out. BLM to stage a protest tomorrow. I got into a little bit of an argument with her, so... I said, there is no video of any racist comments or threats. There is a video of someone claiming that those things happened. To which she said, so you don't believe the black women and BLM? Go back to Fox News. They are saying the same thing as you. This whole believe thing is also on the racist white pyramid. You're supposed to just believe everything, white supremacy pyramid, that you're supposed to just believe everything people of color say. And I said, is this one of those believe, you know, people of color no matter what stories? Like the two girls who started a fight on the subway and claimed that they were attacked by a racist gang only to find out they were lying. Um, I'm going to be using that video in a different video later, but yeah, this is a legit thing. These two black girls started a fight um, on a bus and they claimed that they were attacked by a racist gang. And then the CCTV camera came out, our video came out and disproved the entire thing. So, you know, again, you don't automatically disbelieve things that people of color say. But this notion that we have to automatically believe everything they do say is just bullshit. Once again, you belong with Fox News. They sound just like you. And I said, well, <laughs> you heard Sink. These people should be made an example of. Those BLM members should be arrested and put in jail for at least a year. So the comments continue to stay juicy because people just really didn't take any time to look into this. You know, they heard... Uh, fight over mask mandate they heard texan and then all of the racist and you know it just bigoted assumptions followed you know and the comment that i made was let's see if tyt stays on this side of it when they realize that you know when they find out that blm is now protesting against the restaurant and as the person who replied to me said after i got 14 likes for that they won't bring up this story ever again when you read the comments on this video, every idiot TYT supporter you know, all thought that they were just white conservatives. So, you know, we can we can laugh about the stupidity of this situation. And, and, you know, obviously a lot of it was humorous. But at the same time, this really proves my point that 
first of all, again, polarization is so high that if something bad happened, it's automatically assumed that it must be, you know, the other side. Uh, it must be conservative, right winger, Trumper, you know, whatever's from Texas, you know, or white people. You know, that was really honestly the most telling to me. It must be white people, you know. Um, <laughs> so, you know, everything that I've been saying this whole time about the division and how far out of control it's gotten, you know. That's something else about the city bike Karen was that, again, the profile just immediately assumed that there was white racism going on. They profile white women now. They profile white people in general. But white women in particular are getting it pretty hard right now. And I I honestly, if I had to track it down to the original source, I would know. I know that there's a lot of resentment uh, towards white women because black men date them. And that ticks off black women. Um, if you think that sounds crazy, I did a whole video on that topic because um, the root, uh, which is a channel like a black issues network did an episode of judge of characters where they kind of tried to shame childish Gambino for having a white wife. Uh, but anyway, going back to the video is personified in this video. So, you know, thanks again for tuning into V radio, please consider supporting me on Patreon. So that was that video. Um, you know, since you guys are here, figure i'll play one more for you you know i don't always have an audience of 60 people that are live so thanks for joining me tonight um unfortunately i've already been over the destiny debate um if you were here for that that will be at the beginning of the stream but um let me share you but it wasn't a great film one of my uh most underrated videos in my opinion um but i think it but it plays into what we're talking about because it goes over the very dangerous level of just black supremacist thinking that is going on right now. And it has to do with the Marvel movie Black Panther. So anyway, I'll start this. So when the movie Black Panther came out, I remember people worshipping it like it was this huge epic tale. And I think it was largely because obviously it's mostly populated by people of color. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't a great film. And the funny thing is, is what I liked the least about it was the villain. You can't really have a hero and villain story without a compelling villain. And I just didn't find Killmonger an interesting villain. If anything, he was almost like a parody-like caricature of every negative black stereotype there is. So now I guess people have decided he's a good guy and including the guy who acted the role, which I might add was terrible. He did just a horrible job acting this film. There were all kinds of times when he was acting gangster that I literally just rolled my eyes. But people now are also trying to rewrite the whole premise to suggest that somehow his character wasn't the bad guy. And that includes the actor. Let's take a look at what he said on Twitter. I think about this class and giving back to the community and you know this deep love of of black people i can't help but think about killmonger mm -hmm. and after black Panther came out i swear i had this debate for like three months obviously there's no definitive answer opinion is opinion but is killmonger a villain no please tell me why i agree yeah. i think like he's an antagonist yeah exactly but i don't know if he's like a bad person he, what is your take on it? My take on And I'm also so is, right. I'm so happy that I can say we agree on this. <laughs> no one agreed with me, okay? 
Now, he's not a bad person, even though he murdered innocent people and was attempting to start a race war that would have led to a world war. At one point, when T'Challa is confronting him while they're fighting each other, both in the suits, T'Challa points out that this would actually destroy the world, and Killmonger whines like a bitch and says, well, the world has taken everything from me. But he's not a bad guy. Hey, yeah. Please continue. <laughs> you know that feeling when you're like, yeah, yeah, I'm one yeah, up yeah, on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are you going to argue with Killmonger? Okay. <laughs> All right. That's a good me, one. That's a good give one. Give me a take. Um, no, I, th- I think he was a, a necessary part of the conversation. Yes. You know, I think, I think, you know, he cared about his people just as much as, you know, T'Challa. Um, he just had a different way of going about getting it done. Yeah. Um, a different way about going about getting it done. With all of the aforementioned things that I just said. No, T'Challa was a hero. Killmonger was a piece of shit. I think he was a historian that studied history. He was a historian that studied history, as opposed to a historian that studied, say, the 1619 Project, which was bullshit, or the CRT version of history that I showed you guys earlier, which includes things like, apparently people of color were sailing the oceans peacefully and never engaged in any imperialism or murder, which is bullshit. But I digress. You know, the history of, you know, government and oppression and you know eric's a really smart guy you know what i'm saying mit graduate the guy is like he's very intelligent and he he um he saw that there was only really one way to change things you know uh so he went about that and i don't think his argument was completely wrong i don't think t'challa's argument was completely wrong i think it was a, a necessary conversation that needed to be had it you know There is never a reason to kill innocent people, ever. If you do this, you are absolutely wrong. There is no context in which killing innocent people is acceptable, period. Needed to to be had. Um, But, you know, it's a movie also, so you gotta, you know. And that conversation makes it good, right? I'm willing willing to take life, you know what I'm saying? To do whatever it takes, you know. Including innocent life. And this is what I've been taught. This is what I've been shown that mm-hmm. works, you know? So you can not like it, but there's this other version of trying to get change done. And it's just kind of taking a little too long for me. I ain't yep. got that time, you know? Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, yeah, I guess, but I'm doing it like this. Yeah. What change are you actually achieving if you engage in the same tactics, murder, slaughter, you know, whatever, as the people that you labeled as your oppressor. Are are you enacting change by simply inverting the hierarchy, which is what he was trying to do? I love it. I don't. So that was his take. Comicbook.com did a Facebook thing about it and also an article. And I took some responses from there. I'm going to share them with you now. So the conversation on Facebook pretty much revolved around arguing about whether or not Killmonger was a hero or a villain. This commenter said, the hero that wanted to kill the white supremacist. He's only the villain because he represents the black American. His character wants well-deserved revenge, but leave it up to the Africans to try to stop him. 
Well-deserved revenge for what? This is one of the most dangerous parts of this ideology, is that they believe that you can hold an entire race accountable for things that some members of a race may have done. And interestingly, again, because of their revised version of history, only white people have ever oppressed or harmed anyone, which is just bullshit. Just a black man, misunderstood. Alna says, who's murdered many people to advance his goals. So has Iron Man. This was another ongoing theme throughout the story, was that apparently the Avengers were also villains because innocent people sometimes died as a consequence of their battles. Like, as if accidentally killing people in battle, trying to defend your territory, is the same thing as intentionally killing people. The kinds of mental gymnastics that went on as they tried to justify this character's behavior just showed enormous lack of scope, like a total mass psychosis even, of how it's always acceptable for what you deem to be your tribe to do anything that they feel is justified. A liberator, a man willing to do anything to get his people from the bottom of the pecking order. Tell that to his dead girlfriend. With response of, Tell that to the black people he was liberating and taking out of being at the bottom of the pecking order. This issue with his girlfriend? Well, in one scene, one of his enemies takes his girlfriend hostage, and his response was to take the extremely heroic route, and, well, was to heroically shoot her dead, which was only one of many acts of violence that he committed against people of his own family and his own race throughout the course of this story. Another comment on this incident, he executed his girlfriend without a second thought. That is as villainous as it can get. It reduces everything else he says into BS to justify his own narcissism. To which someone replied, she was a justifiable sacrifice. The U.S. government and the military makes that choice every day. So what does that say about America? Doesn't that make America villainous? I mean, people said this, like wrote this with their fingers thought it with their brains. Because now they've been essentially corrupted to think that this is, all, this is all acceptable. This is what you want out of a hero for black America. Further on in the conversation, he was a hero for trying to start a race war? He didn't start it, the colonizers did. To which they say, what colonizers? Are you serious? If you got to ask that question, you shouldn't even be commenting. Because everybody's a colonizer. Well, every white person is a colonizer. Even if they had nothing to do with any colonization, even if they never owned any slaves, even if they literally had nothing to do with anything in regards to the current situation when it comes to people of color. They're still all colonizers. Even though nobody's colonized anything in hundreds of years. He wanted to start a race war. No, he wanted to start a race war against his oppressors. What oppressors? The colonizers. What colonizers? Bro, did you see the movie? Yes, I saw him murder his girlfriend, try to kill his cousin and take power. He destroyed any chance to the connect, uh, connect with the kings of the past and was going to commit genocide. They're referring in some case, like part of this is referring to the point that he also destroyed all the flowers that make Black Panther. But regardless... This is, again, how people can justify anything in the name of you know, defeating the oppressors or the colonizers. And who are they? 
well, all white people. Opinion is based on perspective. His actions are only bad for the oppressors of black people. Why wouldn't you see his actions as heroic? Which got four likes. Bryce Scott said, only bad to oppressors of black people? Are you serious? Killmonger was the antagonist in the movie, which is generally taken as the bad guy. Has zero to do with race, unless you're trying to fish for something that isn't there. He said he's only the antagonist because he wanted to upend the status quo, something that is only bad for those that benefit from the status quo. As Killmonger stated, he was out to free oppressed people all over the world, specifically the two billion people who look like him. You completely misunderstand his character. See, again, this is all about trying to enforce this idea that you are your race. That you are everything that anybody with the same skin pigment as you has done. This is the core of racism. To believe that certain races have certain characteristics. And the idea of collective guilt, again, <laughs> they don't want to look at this if it's turned around on them. The conversation just gets worse the more you read it, but this guy says, dude was a straight-up villain. That poor lady at the museum was just doing her job. He's referencing a museum curator that Killmonger murdered by poison. And this dude was about to commit total war with Wakanda's technology. Mick Trippin. Dude is a straight-up villain, and a good one at that. Homie walked into Wakanda and threw the king off a waterfall in front of his mom and took the throne which one of the nuttier people in this conversation said, Her job was hoarding stolen artifacts on land her ancestors violently took. She was a villain. And I said, so we can murder people for the crimes of their ancestors? Which Michael Lopez said, thank you. To which he said, if you held on to the land and resources your ancestors took and continue to oppress the people they conquered, you are not innocent. You are a part of that oppressive force. To which I replied, so by this logic then, all the blacks should get off of the American continent as well? Head back to Africa? Oh, and when you get back to Africa, do all of the tribes that Shaka Zulu and several other brutal African kings who engaged in genocide uh, against have a right to kill anyone of Zulu blood? How far back does this go? Just checking. Oh, and should they take vengeance by killing and or enslaving the ancestors of the African kings who conquered them and enslaved them to sell to the Atlantic slave trade? Again, just checking. This is at the core of one of the huge failures of logic with all of this. They want to justify the idea that you can take vengeance against the entire white race for things that only certain individuals involved had anything to do with. And as I've shown in my video about CRT, the African continent just like every other continent, not more, not less, was also wrought with imperialism, massacres, and genocide in its history, including how the slaves that were sold to the Atlantic slave trade that everybody's so concerned about got sold to them in the first place. But again, for them, the collective guilt only lands with white people, because they're racist. They can't in any way think clearly about this, it's only possible that the race that they hate is at fault for everything that takes place. As soon as he took the throne, Killmonger's first order was to tell the people of Wakanda to give out their advanced technology to quote-unquote oppressed peoples around the world to rise up and kill their oppressors. In other words, he was going to help 
people of color engage in genocide. This, he felt, was just... So I want to comment on this because this is actually kind of funny because I did a video about this too. The funny thing is, is right now over in Africa, they're listening to country music and they're Christian conservatives. They love country music right now in Africa. They've completely adopted the Christian conservative culture over in Africa. That's the real reason these people don't want to go back to Africa. It, because in general, they're not going to get along very well. The African people that are over there now are actually very hard workers. And then the African people who come to this country are also very successful hard workers, just like so many other immigrants who come to this country who don't spend the whole time trying to pretend that their oppression is what's holding them back. Like, so anyway, I just wanted to comment on that. Justified for the actions taken by people who were dead hundreds of years ago against people who were also dead hundreds of years ago. In the scene I mentioned earlier where he murders the museum curator, he again gives kind of a similar speech to suggest that, you know, her people murdered people to get a hold of the artifacts that he wanted, and that therefore she deserved to die for things that were done by other people before this woman was ever born. Also as king, he incited a civil war amongst his people that resulted in the bloodshed of other black people. But as we all know, black-on-black -black crime is invisible when we're discussing these issues. In the I mentioned earlier, Killmonger was a piece of shit. There is nothing redeemable about this character. He was a murderer of innocent people, and basically just used race to justify his own ego trips and his own narcissism and his own essentially psychopathic behavior. That was his permission to kill anybody that got in his way, including people of color that he supposedly was fighting on behalf of. And as I mentioned earlier, when it was brought up to him by T'Challa that if he did what he wanted to do, it would have destroyed the world, all he cared about was himself and what he felt the world took from him. People are suggesting that this character is a hero. I guess my question to you is then, what kind of heroes should black activists want? Ruthless murderers bent on genocide and world destruction? That's your definition of a hero? It's not mine. But for me, again, it keeps coming back to this. What kind of hero do you want for people of color? Somebody who's willing to do anything to get his people from the bottom of the pecking order? The ends justify the means? Where have I seen that kind of behavior before? Oh yeah, pretty sure that was this guy. Every atrocity committed, every like totalitarian, brutal regime, basically, they all thought they were the heroes. They all thought they were justified. They all thought that they were fighting oppression. And one of the things that T'Challa also points out to Killmonger in the film, you're becoming everything you hate. And this is exactly the direction that racial activism is headed. The way people on that thread casually talk about the idea that somebody can be a hero through engaging in genocide is chilling. And it's becoming more common. People are becoming less and less sensitive to the idea, so long as it's only moving in one direction. Just like in Nazi Germany, when everybody was fine with putting people in ovens, as long as they were Jews as long as they were the currently identified oppressor. Hate begets hate. This will not end well.
And the funny thing is, because it's not even winnable, there is no Wakanda. There is no place that people of color can just grab superior firepower from and automatically win. So I strongly believe that, as I figured out during the course of my studies about riots, somebody is engineering this to hurt black people. Somebody wants this race war to happen because they know black people will lose. Wakanda is a fantasy. And as a consequence of that, people are looking at it as if it could actually happen. It can't. Anybody who's trying to goad people of color into a race war now knows that they'll lose. And if they behave like this guy, they deserve to. Bringing this back to reality, Killmonger was no more a hero than Daryl Brooks, the man who drove his SUV into a Christmas parade and murdered six people, with a Facebook account and Twitter account full of hatred for white people. He killed innocent people. And you'd think to yourself, well, nobody would ever justify what this guy did. But that's exactly what they're doing. Black Lives Matter is still trying to raise the funds to get this guy out of jail. And it kind of points to what's clearly, again, become a mass psychosis, an inability to perceive the truth in front of them. That's why Black Lives Matter can still say that Kyle Rittenhouse is guilty, even though the facts obviously prove otherwise. And they still say Jesse Smollett is innocent, even though, again, the facts prove otherwise. This comes back to what Yuri Bezmenov said about demoralized people. Real information doesn't even matter to them anymore. And that's where we're at with this. Thanks for listening. Thanks again, guys. So, yeah, that was a good video. You guys all stuck around all through it, too. We've got about 60 people live here right now. If you guys would like to watch anything else, I'll throw some more stuff on for you. I'm taking time out of my Street Fighter Six time. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, I didn't play video games for a long time, and I came back to that. But before we leave this topic, I just I want to go back to the beginning of that video that I just showed you, because remember how enthusiastic that girl was who was interviewing the actor who played Killmonger? How are you going to argue with Killmonger? Like, you know, half of it, I think, is that she was simping, you know, for him and just thinks he's hot or whatever. But the other half of it is just the notion that somehow a character can do all of those things and not be the villain. And it, it basically comes down to, you know, um, they are basically being conditioned in the same way that the Nazis were to believe that they are justified in what they are doing. And I think that one of the best ways to go about this was to convince them that they can't possibly be racist. It's like that concept of the best thing the devil ever did was convince everybody doesn't exist or the worst thing the devil ever did. You know, and it's the same concept. Nothing good has come out of what of this nonsense of telling them that they can't be racist. Super chat for $10 from Scarlock. Uh, Jesse Smollett is a complete win for anarcho-capitalism because no matter how stupid or destructive your desire is, the free market and cheap immigrant labor will provide. Okay, then. By the way, if you're into anarcho-capitalism, be sure that you tune in on Sundays uh, because I have a partner who is an anarcho-capitalist who will be coming on to my show every Sunday. Um, he and I did shows together back when Ron Paul was running for president. His name is Brian. He goes by Hoot. His show is called Liberty Unleashed. And if you're into anarcho-capitalism, you should definitely subscribe to his channel. So. 
Um, so then he says, uh, that video you were going to bring up earlier, I forget what it was. <laughs> so it's a question of like figuring out what's up with that. Um, you know, so what did she say? Steel Stargazer, one of my regulars in chat and in Discord says, V Radio, I love your voice. It's relaxing. I could listen to YY, whatever that means. You're speaking of my velvet radio voice. V Radio, the Bob Ross of activist journalism. I'm going to paint some happy little trees and then some happy little protesters. And here we need to use the midnight black to paint the Antifa protesters. We're going to use our one inch brush. <laughs> it's a long going joke on my channel. So anyway, that's right. I got the velvet voice. Oh, <laughs> Tam's like, stop. So I'm going to make all the girls melt. That's right. I'm relaxing you with the truth. Listen carefully to me and my voice. I could be reading a telephone book and you'd be quietly relaxing and thinking to yourself, where the hell did you get a telephone book? Because nobody uses those anymore. <laughs> Speaking of my Discord, if you folks like um, conversation, particularly about good uh, debating, um, make sure you do come to my Discord. So what's the beef with Sitch and Adam? Okay. Um, since I know that we have a lot of viewers in common, let me go ahead and take a moment on that. Um, if you go back to my channel, uh, I do a couple of streams analyzing this. Um, but <laughs> real quick, though, I got to address the super chat. Please pay, play Pink Floyd the Wall next time you make a video on propaganda school. Please, please, please. You know, I actually sing Pink Floyd. Um, I, I'd have to warm up for it, but but yeah. So um, what's going on with me and Sish and Adam? Um, I did a couple of videos on the topic. It started with like they brought me on their channel just like kind of randomly. And it was not that long after the Jimmy Dore thing. And so they had kind of just gotten, you know, railroaded by Jimmy Dore. And, you know, by the way, if, uh, you know, RJ, if you can um, kind of think about what you were talking about, I'll, I'll try to bring him that video from earlier. Part of the reason I do this is that I have a lot of you streamers who don't ever get to watch my shorter content because you don't watch that kind of content. But if I put it on a stream, then you'll check it out, right? Um, so... Okay, C Rebel says, I was there the first night. They were rude as hell. And I've been looking for the clips of that because um, they have since kind of revised history about it. And they've literally just told straight up lies on their stream about me. Um, but it was about the Iraq war. And what? And they just had this bizarre take. And I, I was kind of uncomfortable as I'm sitting there shifting in my seat going, what the hell are these guys saying? You know, like... Um, it was really bizarre because I, I, I agree with them about like everything else, like just about every topic. Right. And so then we're discussing Ukraine and then Iraq comes up and I haven't really, I, I don't do a lot of content on Ukraine. And the reason why is because 
it's really hard to get to the the truth, right? It, it's really hard um, to get any kind of accurate information about it. But I do know this, that the United States has had a very terrible habit of getting, I mean, it's not just the United States. And I think that's another part of the problem. Sitch and Adam do this thing where they, they have this stupid meme that's like, have you considered America bad to like make fun of anybody who thinks that the United States government might do anything wrong when it comes to foreign policy or even domestic policy for that matter. Like they think that people are brainwashed or have some kind of a lens where, you know, they, they look through things wrong, you know, and, you know, if, if only they would look at things differently. It reminds me a lot of like Obi-Wan Kenobi trying to excuse himself from lying to Luke about Darth Vader being his father because, well, he did do it for a certain point of view. And basically the, the Iraq war was one of the first things that made me an activist. So I was not comfortable with it, but I also wasn't really ready um, to debate something like that because it had been a long time and I didn't know that's what I was going to be brought on the stream to do. And it honestly just kind of felt like I was their punching bag or something. So we did debated about that. And then I made a video rebuttal to what they said, and then they never wanted to address it. And um, they never wanted to discuss it. They didn't want to play it. And I, it was funny to me because those guys, entire channel is, is pretty much just playing other people's videos and responding to them right and they just they would not play my video right um and so ironically good logic just did and he has more subscribers than them so but my video about them in iraq um was the thing so without getting too much further into it because i don't want to bore you guys that the the short form that you can also find on my channel if you want to see the beef would be like i put together a compilation of the way that Adam talked to me the last time he and I were on a stream together was actually on good logic stream. And he was incredibly nasty the whole time. And he was like telling me, I'm trying to bury the hatchet here and you're being a punk pussy bitch. And like, and I said to him, I was like, you know, nothing motivates somebody to want to bury the hatchet with you more than you call on him a bitch. Like what, what's wrong with you? Um, and you guys can watch all that stuff yourself. It's, it's all available on my channel. I put it there because they since have kind of revised history about what has taken place. And I, I just don't, um, I, it, it irked me that I didn't resolve the end of it. And so when Joe played my video on his stream that, you know, in some ways was kind of vindication, but they're never going to discuss this. Now, Adam did say that he would he would agree to a moderated debate with me. I don't know if he thinks he knows what he's getting into, but they hold the position that apparently there were people in the United States government that legitimately actually wanted to see democracy in Iraq, that that was their motive. And I think that that's preposterous. I think that that's ridiculous. I think that they were there for oil, profiteering, military industrial complex, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they also seem to think that I was triggered specifically by the way Adam behaved or that I was upset or that I was obsessed. And here's the thing. When Adam started acting like that, I didn't get upset about it. I was disappointed. But the moment someone starts acting like that towards me, they just kind of get moved into another category. He wasn't my friend anymore. He was just another person that I deal with, like the noise in my YouTube comments or one of these morons that I have to debate on Twitch panels when I get put up to doing that. It just changed his category 
The thing I am not okay with is people lying about the Iraq war or really anything else. And I think what they interpret my attention to detail on this as being obsessive or whatever is they don't understand that it's exactly the same stance I took on Kyle Rittenhouse. If you're going to lie in a dangerous way about something or push dangerous propaganda about a topic, I am absolutely going to respond every single time you do that. And the Iraq war is something that I'm that, that I feel that strongly about. Absolutely. Right. That's why when everybody started simping for Liz Cheney, I was like, what the hell is this about? All you got to do is talk shit about Trump. And now you, your part in the Iraq war is just erased. You know, the other thing is, is that they, they keep saying, just get over it, get over it. It's old news or something. I'm like, dude, it's still going on over there. And I don't, you know, that would be like saying to the Jews, like, just get over it. It's a long time ago. You know, I just, you know, anyway, and I'd say what was majorly different also, because some people might say that about slavery or whatever, is that those things are, their effects on current life right now are negligible, whereas compared to the fact that Iraq is still destroyed, the only thing we rebuilt was the oil infrastructure. So, um, so then when it came to, um, when it came to Sitch, I think he just kind of got into it because I was going after Adam on Twitter. And then eventually he was bitching about Glenn Greenwald. And again, there's a video about this on my channel too. Um, Cause he blocked me for this, but he complained about Glenn Greenwald, which is, he doesn't like Glenn Greenwald in general for some reason, but the issue came up about TikTok, and people do want to ban TikTok, And I understand what their problem is because TikTok is clearly a problem. Glenn Greenwald's concern, and I think it's a valid one, is, well, hold on a second here. The last time we let the government take an extreme amount of power over something based on, you know, the fear or concern about another country's interference, we went to Iraq, right? So that's a valid concern. Before we let the government just simply decide to arbitrarily determine what social media they will and will not be involved with, you should probably pause for a moment. And Sitch's point was to suggest that somehow... Um, that made Glenn Greenwald like a hypocrite or something because Glenn Greenwald was so upset about the Twitter files, specifically what they exposed. And I said, no, Sitch, that's not the issue. He, he doesn't want the government involved in, in social media, period, right? You know, so anyway, Sitch blocked me for that. You know, and that, that was the other thing that was kind of bizarre about this whole situation. I think it's largely because they know that my video response to them was very thorough. It's typical V Radio. I researched very heavily, provide all of my sources, they're going to have a hell of a time trying to defend their position if they ever did live on air try to defend their position from that video. They know that. That's the real reason they have no interest in trying to reply. Because shooting from the hip and giving a ridiculous take goes a lot better when there's two of you versus one other guy. When they have a way bigger channel than me, which is something Joe kind of pointed right out to their faces. You know, that that's ridiculous. You guys are, you know. Now, I won't speak for Joe. You can, again, you can go to all the videos yourself and go review it. I have a shorter version of the interaction with Adam. But the thing is, is that Adam would not in any way acknowledge the way he was talking to me was bad. And Joe just had to straight up tell him multiple times, like, dude, you're, you, you attacked him the whole time. Like, it's not even close. <laughs> so again, been over that for a while. Um, don't need to speed a, spend a ton of time on it. But I hope that that clarifies your question, you know, um, 
<laughs> yeah, like as uh, Small points out, they will make Vosh reactions of 12 hours instead of replying to you. Don't worry. That was exactly my point. You know, they said that nobody would want to listen to it or whatever. And I'm like, the, I think the only thing that would have really happened is that, you know, instead, you know, they're never going to be in a situation where they're ever, you know, having to deal with anything critical, especially if it's directly responding to them. Right. And so when Good Logic showed my video, he has a way bigger audience than they do. And he did a poll at the end. And, you know, the people who watched it agreed with me. So you can take that for whatever you will. Um, Adam recently unblocked me on Twitter. I don't know what's up, but like apparently that was the other thing. They they shat talk me on two of their streams and it was brought to my attention by Tam and I listened to them. And I'm planning on doing a video reply to that more specifically just to the things they said because they made up lies. Like I have multiple Twitter accounts because if you are following Antifa and they figure it out, they block your account to be sure you can't see what they're saying. So I log into my second Twitter account fairly regularly for that purpose. And Sitch literally told his audience as if it was a fact that I created another Twitter account just to follow him. And that's bullshit. And in fact, you know what? I can prove that right now. He, he lied. He just straight up lied because that account has been in existence since 2021. Let me pull it up here real quick. So he just told his audience that I was like some kind of creepy stalker or something. And he claims that I created this account just to stalk him. And as you can see, joined August 2021. I didn't make this account for him. <laughs> like this account existed before I even talked to them. You know, but that's an example of the kind of things that they said that just weren't true. And you know, I, I think what it honestly comes down to is that they were kind of in desperation to silence me, discredit me in any way that they could because they didn't want to answer for this. I mean, Adam claimed to be an expert on the issue of Iraq, and he didn't even know who the the um, project for the New American Century were. That's that's literally the think tank that Cheney, Rumsfeld, Rose, you know, Rove. And Wolfowitz all belong to when they drafted memos to try to convince Clinton to invade Iraq. That's how long ago this has been started. And Adam didn't even know who they were. And when I brought him to his attention, he just brought up the date at which they disbanded. I'm like, okay, but whatever, dude. They disbanded one year before they all ended up in the White House. They don't need a think tank at that point. You know, but that's the, the main again, the, the main reason I'm concerned about it is that we cannot cannot forget it's a it's one of those never again kind of things what happened with iraq especially in the current world situation that we are in cannot it is too dangerous to make light of iraq especially now because in the event that they try to invade say iran or they try to go to war in ukraine We'll probably be looking at a draft again. We'll probably be looking at a lot of young people being sent to their deaths because they're not going to be able to win some of those land wars without us. And that's what concerns me. You know, and as NL pointed out, yeah, they were preparing for Iraq years before 9-11. This is all stuff that I just knew to be like kind of settled 
like even the Republicans, except for the, the Bush Republicans, were not trying to defend this anymore. And that's why I was just uncomfortable and honestly was kind of shocked. I was like, what is this nonsense? Like, what, what are they saying? Like, and the point that I made was that when they when they had Iraq in their in their hands, it the looting and rioting started, and they just started systematically destroying the country. And the United States just sat there and guarded the oil wells. They didn't do anything about it. And in fact, they were ordered not to. If your objective is to go into a country and get a stable democracy to be there, you don't do that, right? You just let you know let the whole country just fail, you know, fall into unrest and chaos. So anyway, you guys can totally go, you know, back, you know, um, and watch my video. And if you haven't, I highly suggest you check it out. But in any case, so what do you guys want to do? There's still a lot of you here. So um, was there any other videos of mine, you know, any topics you wanted me to talk about or any questions you have for me personally before, you know, and if we can keep it going, then I'll keep going. So um, if not, you know, we can move on. It's up to you guys. I thank you all for tuning in. Make sure that you do go to hy.page slash V radio because after Neo Unrealist got straight up deleted, I don't know if you guys knew this, um, but um, Neo Unrealist, the uh, YouTuber from New York, who did a lot of great coverage on Antifa, on protests, on current events, got just straight up deleted from YouTube. So he's on Rumble, and I'm, you know, he just has a lot less people there. But um, anyway, he. Uh, got deleted and as a consequence that's why i'm telling people make sure that you're subscribed to me on all of my mediums you know um copycat says honestly i'm cool with anything i'm just enjoying listening that's right i'm just like all the ladies in the room listening to v radio in his velvet voice my voice is as soft as velvet soft as cotton even it just makes you think of one of those days when your sheets are right out of the dryer you get under the blankets and you get comfortable. Nestle down. Then we'll start listening to some easy listening music. You guys ever listen to that radio station? WJOI? WJOY. I don't know if you guys ever had that here. but <laughs> So I said, as somebody said, yeah, I'll watch a video as long as it's a short video. Did you guys watch my Everyone is Far Right video? Let's see if anybody watched that in the chat. Oh, Technosaurus asked me about Boa the Fifth Column. Um, yeah, he blocked me. He went on with me for a while, and then um, he eventually blocked me. But yeah, that guy's totally Antifa. So um, if you guys want to watch my Boa the Fifth Column video, that's on that's on my channel too. But what's your take on the new Tucker vid? I actually haven't watched that one yet. Um, let's see. I'll just throw this on. You're listening to V Radio Midnight Edition. So gather around and listen and relax as we go over the misadventures of the modern media. Tonight on V Radio, we're going to discuss how the left believes that everyone is on the far right. Let's dive in. You ever taken the political compass test? It's basically a test that was designed to try to measure people's political beliefs on a scale comparing libertarian versus authoritarian and right versus left. It's not perfect. I mean, some of the questions kind of make you feel locked in, you know, but 
overall though i've kind of seen that the results that you get tend to be pretty good you know pretty reflective and as an exercise because i wanted to test a theory you know pun intended i had the people on my discord take this test and share their results let's have a look so let's have a look here in the v radio discord where i asked everybody to participate in this exercise and you can see the results of the political compass test of the majority of the people who use my channel. The funny thing is, is that frequently, if you were ever to ask someone on the left, they would tell you that everybody in my channel is on the far right. But here's mine, left libertarian. This is pretty consistent with what has always come up every time I take this test. Here's Tam, one of my moderators, also left libertarian. Here's Arby, he's a right libertarian. Here's NL, also left libertarian. This is one of our newer um, viewers, a bit more on the left, but still left libertarian. This is Hoot, who's actually going to be one of my co-hosts. Uh, we're going to do a weekly show together, and we did a show together called the North Virginia Patriots, but he's a right libertarian, kind of Ron Paulish. Um, you know, and then here's Big Truck. Again, like really close to the center, but again, a left libertarian. Here's Fields, another regular contributor, left libertarian. Here's Wandering Bro, another regular contributor, again, left libertarian. Here's soon Mr. Wick. He's actually a very regular contributor to the Discord, and he's a right libertarian. He also helps me a lot with like research for my shows and such. And then here's Loki, coming up um, almost dead center, but again, left libertarian. And, you know, some of these was just them kind of goofing around with it, but, um, you know, there, here's one of my few <laughs> right authoritarians. I got Ice Magaforce in here, right? Um, and then there's Tyler. He's my other, you know, like right authoritarian, but barely authoritarian. You know, but the point is, is that if you ask the left, this is how the political compass works. This is how they want it to work, which is that you're either in this tiny little box or you're far right. This is how you end up with nonsense like Brett Weinstein, uh, Joe Rogan, and Tulsi Gabbard all getting labeled far right, despite the fact that all three of them are advocates of Medicare for all, free college, maternity leave, etc. Like, uh, Joe Rogan was going to vote for Bernie Sanders. Tulsi Gabbard endorsed Bernie Sanders, wanted to be his VP. You know, like, they, they're, in fact, Tulsi's entire political thing is almost identical to his. Um, she is revising some of her positions, but she hasn't reviewed any, like, revised anything so far as leftist positions on healthcare and such. She even advocates for UBI. But if you're not on board with, say, trans athletes and sports, you are catapulted all the way to the far right. And this is the reason why I call it a religion at this point. I'm not being hyperbolic, I'm not trying to be silly, but here's the difference. Let's say that you are a uh, libertarian, meaning in the classical sense, maybe you're part of the libertarian party or something. The libertarian party has anarchists and minarchists. Minarchists are small government. So like you could be like a Rothbard anarchist or you could be a Ron Paul style, you know, minarchist, right? but they would all still identify themselves as libertarians. With the far left, you can't do this. If you deviate at all, 
you know, you are immediately like completely kicked out of the club, so to speak, just like religion. If you violate, you know, basically, or even commit one sin, then you're in league with the devil. That's how they treat this. That's how, you know, you could be told, well, you're not on the left. And I get told this all the time. You can't be on the left. You're not on the left. And it's like, okay, fine. So can you show me where in the political compass among far right is Medicare for all? Where in the political compass on the far right is free maternity leave, free college, social safety nets, pro-welfare, etc.? There is no such thing. The problem is, is that the far left literally wants the far left to essentially, wants the left period to center itself entirely on their social justice woke inquisition. And nothing else is important to them. And that's the reason why they're willing to do stupid things like alienate candidates who could probably get a whole bunch of good done for them in favor of, well, you didn't adhere to my religion. That's why, you know, in a religion, for example, you could commit adultery and then you're, you're outside of that religion at that point. Even if every other aspect of your life follows every aspect of the religion, like every, like, you know, you're an honest person outside of that. You don't steal, you don't hurt people, whatever, you know, and that's why it's a religion. That's why this quote unquote ideology is a religion. It's time for people just to stand up to this. Don't allow this to happen anymore. If you're a reasonable person on the left, do not allow them to tell you you're no longer on the left. Because that, that also brings up another thing that's kind of silly to me, is people who say, like Dave Rubin, for example, says he was pushed out of the left or whatever. It's like, okay, look, I don't agree with woke nonsense either. That doesn't suddenly magically mean that I give up on all of the other things that I believe in. Because those things are not connected. Like, you know, um, I still believe in Medicare for all, but I'm also pro-gun rights. But that doesn't make me far right. You know, and my belief about guns doesn't suddenly mean I have to change my beliefs about healthcare and vice versa. The left is bigger than your little cult. Cope. Thanks for listening. Yep, so that was my little video about that. I do want to answer <clears throat> King Brandon here. I don't understand how libertarian left can exist. If you're libertarian, then you presumably distrust government. But if you're left, you presumably want high taxes and massive government programs. It depends on how to put this. <clears throat> the reason that it can happen is that sometimes people believe in a more cooperative economy, but don't necessarily believe in any kind of really powerful state. So, for example, Russell Brand total anarcho-communist. There are anarchist brands like syndicalism and communism that would be considered kind of left libertarian. Then there's also kind of more minarchist views on it. But what it comes down to also is that this is the thing that's kind of been lost is that people don't remember that all of this social justice bullshit is kind of a relatively new invention, right? <clears throat> the idea that you need to oppress people because they're white or straight or whatever, that's all kind of new, right? And you can have a belief that, you know, you're into civil rights and people having freedom and, you know, and still believe even in private property. Like if you look up the definition of like, if, I was just reading an article the other day about what the difference between socialism and 
communism is and the way they describe socialism was that you still have private property to some extent, things like that, blah, 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 blah. So um, it really can happen. There's a little documentary that I have that's actually not my work, but I put it on my BitChute channel, King Brandon. And I'd like you to check it out, but it goes into the whole philosophy of how left libertarianism could work. But the biggest thing to understand is that authoritarian versus libertarian is two ends of the compass. The other is left versus right. Okay. And this is one of the things that's commonly a problem, which is that if people see censorship, then they assume that that's either communist or fascist, right? The thing is, is that it's not that communism has censorship built into it somehow. If you lived in a commune where there's free speech, that's totally possible, right? But at the same time, there's no reason you couldn't have no free speech and still be capitalist. Like, you could be authoritarian capitalist. The, the two things are not um, exclusive, I guess would be the way I put it. You know, so you can agree to disagree with me on that. Again, I know that you guys have, um, you know, different beliefs than me. I don't bring people here to become Vosh bots and just do what I say. You know, like um, Alet says, libertarian can't be left by definition. The left wants centralized nanny state control. But they don't all. That That's what, like, if you listen to Russell Brand talk, he wants a decentralized system where people and communities maybe cooperate together, but more of like in a decentralized federation approach, um, which would mean that there really isn't any central authority but that locally, usually in smaller communities, people would have cooperative governments and cooperative um, economies. And when you think about it, it really would kind of look like the big old family farm, like the kind of family farm when great grandma and great grandpa had like 12 kids and they own this big, huge piece of land and they all build their houses on it and then they all contribute to it, right? So what I'm getting at is that I'm not trying to convince you that this is the way that it is better, but I know plenty of people on the left who are not authoritarian at all, but do want to be part of a cooperative economy, but they're also usually voluntarists, so they're not really any threat to you. Like, um, that that's really um, what I would hope that you could take away from this and understand about it, but, you know... Um, but either way, you know, Outlet, you know, if you want, you should come to my Discord and we can talk more about that sometime. Be happy to have that conversation with you. Um, but it, it is a question. I think that one of the things that left libertarians bring up is that, yes, state power and overreach is a problem, but so is corporate power and overreach. Um, you know, that uh, monarchies are bad, but so are plutocracies, you know, rule by the wealthy is not necessarily a more free society. So you have to find a balance. Um, you know, and also not all of them are, are non-market, you know, some of them do still believe you should just still have a free market, but the idea would be that, you know, maybe your commune produces bread and then this other commune produces cheese, you know, whatever it is. Cause like the only commune that I know of that's successful and who knows how long that'll last because they got inflect, infected with um, wokeism. Uh, it's called Twin Oaks and they produce hammocks and that's something that they sell. They're very good at it. 
um you know and uh that's how they make a lot of their money and they're trying their best to get off the grid but but in any case we can talk more about that sometime you know i'd be happy to to discuss that issue with you and debate it if necessary but i don't really do a lot of right versus left on my channel and the biggest reason why i mean as you see with the art artwork image here for v radio i think we have bigger problems right now um I am happy to answer for what my beliefs are, and I will be honest with you about what they are. Um, but at the same time, I'm a little more focused on truth versus lying at the moment. I'm more focused on trying to bridge the gaps between the two and to recognize what common foes that we have and we do. So, um, but in any case, it was really great talking to you guys tonight. I did, this is all really impromptu. So it's funny that the stream was so much bigger than some of the ones that were planned. I don't know if maybe it's the timing. Um, I don't always, you know, do stuff at this hour, but, um, you know, I've also like, I had to take a little bit of a break um, because um, you don't have the equipment to do hangouts. Dude, if you could, it's not a hangout. You could join Discord. It's a very small program. Like you, you could run it on a phone. I do it all the time. You know, um, okay, I was just reading what somebody said. Sorry about that. So if you guys, thank you for tuning in today. Um, you know, again, don't forget, please be sure that you followed me on Rumble, on BitChute, on Odyssey, just for the sake of redundancy. I have a Telegram channel, a Discord, and a Facebook group. Um, I have a Twitter. I am shadow banned on Twitter, so you're gonna have to go to my HY page to be able to grab my Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. And um, appreciate all of you guys coming in and, and checking this out with me. For those of you who came for the Destiny versus um Young Young Turks debate, that was at the beginning of the stream. You know, so please make sure uh you know that you uh um if you only have a landline outlet, then how are you watching this channel? <laughs> how are you watching this video are you watching it on a computer because if you do you can use discord on a computer too so but anyway um you know make sure that you've subscribed to me on all of my stuff and i'm glad that you guys enjoy my content even if we don't agree about everything that's actually what i'm hoping for you know as we go so first i want to say good night to all the ladies who commented on my voice tonight and I hope that if you sit and think for a moment on the sound of this voice, it helps you drift off to sleep and have pleasant dreams. And then awaken in the morning refreshed. <laughs> so, oh, now Alette doesn't have a mic. You can type on Discord. You can type on Discord, Alette. Stop weaseling. Come, 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 come talk to me, man. You know, you want to. Just I can't handle this like at, you know, two in the morning on my YouTube channel. So. Yeah, most people just use the chat room. I don't think we very rarely have anybody in the voice channel anyway. Thank you. Thank you. Ooh, the voice. That's right. Steel stargazer. She looks up at the stars with steely eyes. <laughs> Take care, everybody. Don't do anything I would do. And if you do, don't name it after me. I could not be typed in my asthma voice. That's right. 
No, Alette, you don't need to be on video. You can literally just type on Discord. You can. It's a it's a chat room, just like what you're participating in right now. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to V Radio. Oh. 